Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to episode 15 of the Next Dimension podcast, your new podcast that's all about VR and AR. And today I'm super excited because we have Alex and Skiva here from the Between Realities podcast. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. <laughs> okay. Super awesome. I have the Very feeling to be here. that this is going to be a super exciting show. Also, <laughs> also here with us, of course, Anthony from VR365. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up? How's it going? Good. Good, good, good. And also with me, my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the host of the show still. Yeah, but I heard that Alex wants to take over. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how you do this time, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get like a consensus at the end. See okay, if everybody okay. wants to keep you around. <laughs> let's see, let's see. <laughs> Very nice. Yep, great. So this show, for all of you who don't know the show yet, this is a podcast. So we are on all the podcast providers like iTunes, Spotify, Alexa, Google, all the good places where you can find us. And if you enjoy this show, please give it a five-star rating. That would really help us out. So go and find your iPad or your iPhone if you have one and do open the podcast app. Find the next reality no, the Next Dimension podcast. Yeah, reality, that's the other <laughs> show. <laughs> and <laughs> find it and give it a five-star review. And also, please also find the Between Realities podcast. Are you also an audio podcast? Yes, we're okay. everywhere, man. Oh, so you're also oh, everywhere. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So please also find the Between Realities podcast. It's a really, really amazing podcast. I so enjoyed it when I was there. And also find it and also give it a five-star review. That would be amazing. We would be super happy. So this show is being broadcast live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin. Um, 8 p.m. London and normally noon in um, San Francisco. But right now, the last last week and this week, it's, it's 1 p.m. But starting from next week here in Europe, we're also doing the time savings thing. So we're going to be back at noon and also then at 3 p.m. in New York City. All right. Cool. So today we have some interesting topics to talk about. We're going to talk about the Apple VR headset. There are new rumors out again. We heard so many rumors about it and it seems like it's going to happen. Very interesting. Then we're going to talk about Half-Life Alex. It's one year, one year since it got out and I think we all loved it. We all enjoyed it so much. And uh, yeah, now it's on sale. So for all of you who have not yet gotten it, I think they should get it, right guys? What do you think? <laughs> Now, I mean, I don't know. Right now. <laughs> like, like now. Minimize this. Or, don't or close it. Minimize show. it. Buy it. Come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, I think <laughs> you're right. So we're going to talk about what happened afterwards. Has there been any game that somehow could compete and reach this goodness <laughs> that we got from, from this game? And also we want to talk about how did the VR actually evolve from the very beginnings, from the HTC Vive, the original one, to now, to the Quest 2 and to the Reverb G2 and all the headsets that we have and that we use every day. And we want to see if this is like a healthy kind of involvement or, or what we think about it. And also some other interesting topics. 
But before we get into these topics, first of all, we're going to go around and we're going to find out more about Alex and Skiva. And Skiva, here in, in, in the window, you are kind of next to me here. <laughs> so I'm going to ask oh, you cool. first. <laughs> so Skiva, great to have you here on the show. Tell us a bit more about you. So you are a huge VR fan. You're a super huge VR enthusiast. I actually met... Some, someone say, yeah, someone <laughs> yeah. say I'm obsessed. <laughs> you are obsessed, <laughs> yeah. So I met you and Alex last year at the CES and uh, you were like running around with a microphone interviewing people. It, it, it was amazing. It's so nice to meet you in person, you two. And um, yeah, tell us a bit more about you and your love towards um, VR and what you are doing right now. Man, so so as you know, we're, uh, we have a Between Realities podcast where we talk about you know virtual reality and we, we talk to other people inside of virtual reality, uh, between beside, like uh, anyone from content creators to developers to, to just all kinds of people. And it's just, it's such a passion for me. I love VR more than, more than anything besides maybe my kid. Right. <laughs> and your wife, but, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> there's a, there's a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my kid, but no, I mean, but between being a dad and, and VR, I mean, that's all, that's all I think about. It's uh, it's amazing. I love it. I have like every headset. It's all I want to do when I'm not doing this stuff. So, okay. yeah. That's cool. That's great. And you're also working in the VR industry, right? It's not just that you yes. do the, the, the podcast, which is amazing, but you also you work in the industry. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the community manager for uh, Cyber Shoes, which is an awesome okay. product that Perfect. you that you strap to your feet and you run around um, in VR and run and jump and, and kick sometimes. And it's super fun. And it helps helps people like me that that all they want to do is play VR actually get some exercise on top of it. So. Okay, yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. So cool that you guys are working in the VR industry. So, Skiva, before we go to Alex, um, tell me, did you play any VR last week, or what What did you do? Did you do some VR? I did. I did. Um, I am still hooked on Population 1. So, I, okay. you know, I played some Population 1. Um, I was going to go in. There's some good horror games that came out, and I just couldn't get myself to go in them because I'm a big baby like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I did that. I played. Um, I played some stuff that isn't out yet um, that I can't wait to be able to talk about. Um, yeah, I definitely played quite a bit of VR. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. It's it's just more fun. Thanks, man, Skiva. We're going to talk yeah. more in this show. As I'm looking forward to it. And Alex, let's talk about your you and what you are doing. So also, you're doing the the podcast, the Between Realities podcast together with Skiva. Tell us a bit more about how that started and, and how did you guys meet? Tell us a bit more about that story. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, dude. Um, yeah, my name's Alex. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Alex VR. And I, when I first kind of started scratching the surface of virtual reality, I, like many of you guys out there, had my mind absolutely blown and melted six ways to Sunday and, it, you know, completely changed my perspective on a lot of stuff and I knew I needed to get involved somehow. So I started a channel with some gameplay and then started going to conventions and things like that and chasing people down with a microphone and trying to get interviews and stuff. And I went to OC6 and that's where I met so many people who are involved in the virtual reality community and got a lot of awesome interviews and stuff like that. And 
um, you know, in my travels and looking for others to share my passion with, I came across a subreddit called VR in AZ, which AZ is, uh, of course, short for Arizona, which is the state that Steve and I live in. And he is the guy who made this Reddit community. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, dude, you like VR? I like VR. We became homies. We sat around chatting and bullshitting and uh, realized that some of those conversations that we had were kind of like starting to get a little bit deeper. You know, like we started to talk about some of the philosophical implications of virtual reality and how we're starting to realize that with this technology, it's going to enable us as humans to do a lot and kind of unlock maybe hidden potentials that we didn't know we have or find ways to connect and communicate that were completely impossible before. And uh, we were like, you know what, this this might be a podcast, wow. <laughs> you know, so That's we started it up great. and uh, yeah, here we are, man. That's so cool. And, uh, That's it so is cool. awesome, dude. And actually, yep. you know, um, what I really like about your podcast, you really try to understand your guests more. It's not you're not just talking about virtual reality, right? You're really talking about the people and what makes them tick, and all these kind of things, right? So I was I was surprised when I was guest on your podcast. I thought we would be talking about all the the latest VR topics, which we also did. But actually, we we spent quite a lot of time. Also to yeah to to get to know me personally right to 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 get mm -hmm. to know the people and I checked your other episodes and it's always like that it's cool I really like that so thanks man we just want to hang out yeah. you know like yeah, we just want to create a space where it's just chill and everyone yeah. feels welcome and we're like right. together that's perfect that's actually actually I also want to recreate recreate that feeling here on this show as well and it's perfect uh -huh. that yeah that there's so many good shows out there right like. Between Realities and, and this show and lots of other shows, right? Coffee and VR. It's, there's, there's so mm. much good things. There's so much good things going on. It's, it's nice. It's great that we do this stuff. And it's fantastic that you do this stuff. So, um, Alex, tell me a bit more. You are also working in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also a community that. manager. I work for Behaptics as a community manager. Behaptics makes wearable um, haptic feedback devices. They have a, a, a vest called the X40, a smaller, more affordable one called the X16, and then arm, face, feet attachments so you can connect with haptics to the virtual environments. Uh, I do a lot of like... Um, like Twitter posts, I make videos for them and uh, like help people on Discord and stuff. And that um, was also kind of the result of going to CES where uh, where I met Jen, who is the director of business development at Behaptic. So if you guys are trying to get involved in the world of VR, go to a convention when they You're start right. up because that is where stuff happens. It's so mm -hmm. true. It's so true. You you make some more connections, you meet people, you make relationships and stuff, and uh, magic is happening from that stuff. It, I can sure. absolutely agree to that. That is freaking amazing. And you know what? I really love those haptic vests. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even the community manager. <laughs> and I'm not paid uh, to say yeah. that. I really, really <laughs> like it. Like playing that, uh, playing Half-Life Alex with that vest is just so much more immersive. Right? When you get that energy and you can feel the energy going up your body, it's like, what? What is going on? Mm -hmm. So it's really mind-blowing. It's really it makes my job a lot easier yeah. when it's a super awesome thing. Like exactly. it, yeah. you have to completely badass. So I have no problem <laughs> shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah. That is that is cool. And you know what? I directly have a question for Behaptics. So I do have one of these vests before you guys change it to X40 and X16. And, and I'm wondering, my old one, is it actually the same like the X40? It is very close. 
The okay. X40 is made out of a more like breathable mesh material. So the material that it's made out of is a little bit different, but it's the same ERM motors. It's the same okay. pattern. Um, and it connects the same via Bluetooth to your PC as the X40 does. Uh, the X40 just has a little bit of a sleeker design with the battery okay. pack and it uh, has an auxiliary input. So you can connect like a Nintendo Switch or your PlayStation controller or your phone or whatever to get audio to haptic feedback from an auxiliary input. Um, right. Yours, the DK3 does not have an auxiliary input on the back. Okay. You'll have to do your audio to haptic through the Bluetooth from a PC. Right. And I think the new one is even a bit cheaper than the old one, or is it? Uh... It's right at the same price point. Okay. It's like okay. the old one was four ninety nine, the new one's four ninety nine, and then the X sixteen, of course, two ninety nine. If uh, if you're really struggling with that bank. Okay, so people who want to get one, they should get the X forty. In your opinion, hundred percent. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to invest like the X40, I mean, 40 motors versus 16 motors, yeah, there's okay. quite a bit of fleshing out of the patterns with the 40 motors. And for the record, that's 20 on the front and 20 on the back. So the X16 would be eight on the front and eight on the back. So you can imagine that's quite a bit of a difference. That right. being said, if if it's really like if budget is a big deal and you cannot afford to spend more than $299 on a vest, you will absolutely not be disappointed with the X16. It's comfortable. It connects you to the worlds in the exact same way that the X40 does, just with a little bit less of the fleshed out patterns. Okay. But in general, X40 for the win. <laughs> All the way. All the way. <laughs> okay. Especially if you're an adult. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Great. So cool. So amazing that you're working there. And uh, yeah, awesome. fantastic. Thanks, really, brother. really fantastic. So did you play any games last? Did you do anything in VR last week? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, at the expense of sounding like a sh or at the um, what's the word risk of sounding like a shill a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Behaptics is a, is a hardware company. But they actually created a game and it just got released. It's called Survive the Dark and it's available for $5 on Steam. And it's a zombie survival like adventure kind of thing that, uh, of course, was designed to incorporate the B haptics haptic, haptic responses. So uh, right now I'm working on a video to promote um, Survive the Dark. And that's what I've kind of been getting into. I also did a little bit of walkabout mini golf as well, um, just for fun. And that was a great time, too. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for letting us know what you're doing. And we're going to talk more during the show. So, um, Alex, you can choose who's going to talk next about the week. Is it going to be Anthony or is it going to be me? You know, it's Anthony. Okay. <clears throat> well, this will be fast because I basically haven't done anything VR related last week. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think. No, um, no, didn't really play anything <laughs> in VR last week. It's okay, man. Yeah, it's, you were... it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, we had yeah. the great show last week, and it was just enough to talk about all the good stuff. Yeah, then you thought, okay, let's relax for a week. <laughs> yeah, more time for everybody else. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, great. Yep, I did also do some virtual reality, and I played a game that I really, really love, I must say. It's called Ragnarok, and it's, it's a rhythm game. It's a rhythm game where you have these huge hammers. You are a Viking, and you're standing on that Viking ship. And then there's some uh, runes coming close to you, just like in any music game. Stuff is coming to you, right? And you have to smash it. And everything with some cool, I don't know, metal music or like uh, Viking rock. <laughs> I don't even know how to call that kind of music. But it's, re it's amazing. It is really, really amazing. It costs like $17 or $18 or so. And you, you have to get it. Check out the gameplay first. And then you're going to buy it anyways, I believe. And they, they do have also some kind of cool um, player versus player mode. You are on these ships, right? And then 
whenever you hit the, the runes, then they will roll faster, <laughs> and then your ship goes faster, and it's fantastic. Have, has any of you played that game? I am getting ready to because it may or may not be getting integration with Behaptics. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so that's on yeah. my list, but I haven't gotten into it yet. But I, I will be soon. You have to. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to play that game. I remember a couple months ago I played a game called like I think it was Drums of War, where it's yeah. very similar. There's like yeah. metal music and you're smashing the drums to the beat, and so it looks pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I think Drums of War too. You're like bouncing around as you're slamming them. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is exactly this kind of feeling. It's like wow, it's it's war. Like, <laughs> you're you're hammering. It's it's fantastic. So that was really fun, and you also get a workout. Then I did the normal MRTV stuff, like checking out some hardware. I was checking out the the router. Or router, how we say here in Europe, more like uh, the 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 Honor Three for people who want to play Facebook, who want to play their Quest and Quest Two wirelessly, and it, this thing only costs like forty dollars. It's a very inexpensive Wi-Fi six enabled um, router. So yeah, this one works works fine. If you still looking for one, you can check out that video. That's that's nice. Yep. Dang, and I just bought a new router. I should have watched your thing first because I spent like six hundred bucks on mine. What? Oh, really? Six hundred. It's Wi-Fi six E. It's Wi-Fi six E. Oh. And I okay. know, I know that's coming to the next like wireless headsets because yeah. there's low latency and it's I like know. I'm really excited about it. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to happen, but but not yep. in this generation for these headsets. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Right. I want to be, be ready. Oh my God! You're super ready, man. You're really obsessed Quest with virtual Pro this reality. November. You'll be ready. Yeah, heck yeah! Wow. Or yeah, for the for the <laughs> for the Rift Two that we're going to uh, secretly announce later yeah. in the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Perfect. Yep. So yeah, I I didn't do so much content this week. I had to relax a bit, and uh, yeah. But now we're here, and I'm looking forward to do the show with you. All right. So now we talked about our weeks. Let's get into the news. So we're going. These are like smaller news, and then probably each topic we can talk a bit about it. And uh, let's see what's going to happen. So let me just check this out here. Okay. So the first news is that now you can get some really amazing PlayStation VR games for free, and that is part of the Play at Home initiative from Sony because, well, most of us still have to stay at home. I know in the U.S. it's getting better because you get the vaccination quite good, quite fast, right? But still, it's really great to have some games for free. And now you can download these games for your PlayStation VR. And you don't even have to be a PlayStation Plus member, which I think is pretty cool, right? So simply go ahead Go to the store and download Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Res Infinite, Paper Beast, and Thumper. All of them are amazing games. Dang. That is a, an insane lineup. I mean, just Astrobot and Moss alone are like two of like the best games out there in <laughs> VR, period. I mean, and to get them both for free, like, because like Moss, dude, like it's Moss weird. never goes on it's sale. Weird. Yeah. Exactly. It never goes on sale. So to get it for free is pretty amazing. And really? and if you have a, if you do have a PS Plus membership, you can also um, still get Farpoint for free. Yes, as well. and check this mm. out. If you don't have a PS Plus membership, I swore I saw somewhere where you can be a member for one month for a dollar. 
Okay. And get Farpoint. Mm. But then, of course, when the month is over, bye-bye Farpoint. Right. Because that's the way it works with PS Plus. But you can play Farpoint for a month for a, a buck. Pretty decent. And That's Farpoint, long enough. Yeah, it is. Farpoint is still one of my favorite VR experiences in general. Like, like that's it. You know, like, with, with the yeah. aim controller, it is friggin' amazing. It is one of the best shooters still. Right? Still not. What, it is so good. Farpoint right. is amazing. The story really is good. phenomenal. I was completely invested in the story the whole time, like wondering what the hell was going on and like what was happening to me. Um, without saying too much, there's a there's one fight in that game which blew my mind, like so crazy, awesome, and epic. And there's also an amazing online co-op mode where you can play oh, with I a friend. Tried and, it like, yet. Dude, it's so fun. Like really? you and a and a friend, like like sprinting through the levels, like trying to get good times and like covering each other and resing each other. Wow. Like it, it was one of my favorite things to do when I first got VR, which of course I was PSVR. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, that Anthony actually liked this game because when I first started playing this game, I uh -huh. almost stopped playing because these spiders jump at your face. The whole oh yeah, time. like huge like, ones, right? The first, yeah, man, like these things are not—they're not just jumping at you; they're jumping at your face, and it is kind of terrifying. That doesn't last the whole game, though. It's yeah, so well, they're like head crabs, also, though, because they like yeah. get ready to jump at you. I'll just like, duck out of the way of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had some of that and, and the ones in Boneworks as well. The ones in Boneworks get me the most. I don't know why. The head crabs in Boneworks. All right. Those right. ones freak me out. They do For me, the fun. spiders, the spiders have to look like real spiders. Like if they look super, super alien or if they look robotic, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. Oh, then it's something about the realism, you know. Okay. The, the then Anthony, have you played Propagation VR? This little horror title for free. Yeah, I did have for a spiders. little while. I, I I didn't get to the spider part, but I could. Okay. I think I got to a part where I saw some spiders like far away, and I was like, "Oh hell no, this is not <laughs> happening," because those are realistic looking, like the actual spider legs, Black right. Widow looking spider legs, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, no, 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 no." Yeah, right, right. It, it, they they are really bad. Those spiders, <laughs> really, they are really not nice. Yeah, cool. Um, Dude, propagation VR. I like. I had to play that game by myself when I was testing for Behaptics because that's also a natively integrated uh, Behaptics title. Uh, and I'm playing by myself, like head on a swivel. I literally had to tap into my like survival instincts to play that game. Like wow, I was yeah. like, okay, no, like you have to live, dude. Like, come on, man. Like pull it together. You know, like yeah. it was super intense. I thought that game was like really hardcore. Yeah, it was. Alex asked me to hop in with him co-op and Rapid, I, I hopped in for like a second. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> exactly. Like Anthony just said it, like the graphics really look amazing in that game, Propagation VR. And it's like a free game. And uh, I really don't like horror games. But this game, I simply played it. And um, yeah, I actually had fun doing it, I must say. <laughs> Even there's like one situation where they really scared the friggin' shit out of, of me because <laughs> nothing was happening. I thought, like, what's going on? And then suddenly I was looking up and... Uh, oh, <laughs> and then it came from above and... Oh, no. Yeah. Anyways, Propagation no, VR. <laughs> if you want to try out a game that has good graphics and some spiders, you can check it out. It's for free. And, yeah, exactly. Hey, and one it, other quick thing. You yep. know, we are talking about... Um, Farpoint, right? Yeah, right. The developer of that game, Impulse Gear, 
they were going to announce like some big VR game. They're like, we have a big announcement, and it right. and they said the game was coming this year, and so everybody's exactly. like, whoa, it's coming this year. Then maybe this game is a PC VR game and not necessarily a PlayStation game because Sony doesn't own them. But we haven't heard anything yet. But just something to keep in mind. That's still coming up sometime. You're right. Yeah, you're that's right. true. I actually forgot because there was a bunch of hype around Impulse Gear for a couple of weeks when they said that. And everybody was kind of like waiting with bated breath and nothing happened. And also one thing I wanted to add to this too is one of the things that makes Farpoint so damn good is the aim controller. Like oh, aim yeah. controller is one of the best controllers I've ever used in VR. And I cannot believe there has not been a peripheral or a game and peripheral combo that's come out on PC to like match that experience. The totally problem agreed. is, don't you think we need like a platform holder to actually yes. create a gun? So like it, it would really, we need Valve to create like a little gun or we need Oculus yeah. to create a Oculus gun. Oculus could yes. totally pull this off, right? Yeah. Like well, with a Quest, they would sell even loads of this. It would be amazing They were they did. designing one. They were designing one right before Facebook bought them. Uh, Palmer Lucky was designing one and then Facebook scrapped the project and said facebook will not be uh promoting weapons so <laughs> what and, yeah it's so what? dumb it's so well, dumb no i mean i i understand mm. it to some degree but it's like see that's why sony when they need like the perfect name for their gun you know it's the aim controller right i mean it's the most non-violent name you could possibly yeah. imagine for a gun oh. controller but um people have argued this like i've heard people argue like VR is all shooting, killing things. Like, why why can't we have other things? There's also and adult entertainment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of puzzle games, too. We've got a lot of puzzle. we got a lot of stuff that isn't shooting. Mm -hmm. But it's a just lot. something about it's that visceral thrill of, you know, here you are. Your boots are on the ground. you got a gun. There's monsters coming. I mean, it's, it's just a visceral thing. It's hard not to have that. I I feel like that's games in general. Like, I feel like a lot of games are just about shooting things. And let's be real, guys. I mean, Facebook, they came out with a product that simulates murder pretty well, right? And they oh. and they don't want to take it that extra second, like, that extra step to make an actual gun controller. Like, you're going in there and you're shooting people. What does it matter if you have a piece of plastic in the shape of your hand? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't and understand. look at the commercials. Look at the marketing. Like, Population One, it's yeah. like showing people, like, jumping out of burning dumpsters, firing AKs into the sky, you know? like <laughs> seriously yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's all very silly yeah that's yeah. strange but anyways we do have the aim controller and the aim controller is amazing and it's still one of the best um, accessories for virtual reality and again farpoint is a must play it's actually i would say it's my favorite vr shooter really even wow. even, even before um population mm. one Okay, Population One is a great yeah. game. It's another game, right? Like multiplayer, yes, amazing. But like for a single player game, let's say for let's say like mm -hmm. this. For a single player shooter game, like Farpoint is still my number one. It's just so good. Hey, do you think real quick, do you think yeah. we might get an aim controller two for yeah, PlayStation yes. VR yeah. two? Because the why aim not? controller I don't think will work. So I think we're gonna need and and what would you love to see? I know what I would love to see. I wanna see an aim controller where you can like click some button on the side of it and you can detach it so it becomes two individual pistols. Oh, wow, that would be and then cool. you connect so you can either have an individual pistol or you have a rifle. And then also what I would love, although this is probably not gonna happen, 
but I would love it to be like double the price that it is because I would like it to also be like double the weight and double the haptic feet, you know, double okay. the power mm -hmm. and everything. I, I, I almost would love to see like a gun that's like 150 bucks, you know, cause like the aim controller, I think if you buy it all by itself, it's like 59.99. So they have that's to like really price. try to sh yeah. shave it down. You right. Know? You're right. It would be great to have some more haptic, Feedback. You know, to play devil's advocate, though, I feel like the um, the aim control was almost birthed out of necessity, right? Because like all the only aim, um, control schemes that existed for the PSVR were the move controllers, which I think we can all agree absolutely suck, and then the Dual Shock, which binds your hands together and doesn't provide you with like an immersive experience. But the aim controller is basically a Dual Shock, just detached and stretched out a little bit like this, you know, so they were able to kind of translate the DualShock technology into the aim. But these PSVR 2 controllers, boom, they're separate. I've got dual analogs. I've got all the buttons I need. Like they may not see a need for that product with the PSVR 2 controllers to come out. All right. Right, right. True, true. true. Yeah, true. we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you have smashed all of our hopes for the- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Good job, Alex. I was just so happy anymore. <laughs> One more quick bonus question. What is your favorite aim game not named Farpoint? Firewall Zero Hour. I Firewall. I 500 hours into that game, dude. So oh, much fun. It's, it's, a, it's a great game. Agreed. And I also must say, I also like um, Doom Virtual Friggin' Reality. That is also really a fun game by itself already, but then with the aim controller, yeah. Yeah. I like Oh, uh, yeah. Now you have Doom 3. You guys ever heard of Chroma Gun? Chroma no. Gun? No. It's like it's almost Perfect. like Portal. You're like shooting these door, like these things that are different colors, and you use the gun. It was pretty cool. It's called Chroma Gun. Not so too bad. It's on PlayStation VR. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I never heard. I never even heard about the game. Wow. I must I heard about it out. on Vera Three Six Five. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's, channel. It's, it's, it's a great not channel. nothing to rave about, but it's chill. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now we talked a long time about Farpoint, but we didn't talk so much about Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss Res Infinite, Paper Beast, and Thumpers. So again, like they are all really amazing games. I think that's what we can say. Astrobot is one of the best um, jump and run games in virtual reality, I would say. They're all must-play titles, I would say. So... Definitely go get and download them as long as they're free. You have time until April the 23rd. And uh, yeah, simply go to the store, go to the play at home section. They have a special section now and download these games. So Sony is really like, um, yeah, giving it to us recently. <laughs> like so, lots of news, <laughs> lots of news about the PSVR 2. And now these games, they are really pushing it because the year before we hadn't heard Lots of lots about VR from them, right? Interesting. Good to know that they're doing this. All right. I think I, I am more excited for the PSVR 2 than I have been, I think, for any other headset. Yeah, same here. Same Very. here. Same mm -hmm. here. I think the PSVR 2 is going to rock, right? Because they have to make a headset that is good for several years down the line. Just like I can still enjoy the PSVR 1 even now after like four or five years. It's still good, right? But wow, mm -hmm. PSVR 2, I'm so excited about it. Alex, are you excited about it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Place, I mean, PlayStation VR 1, I mean, that was like my intro to VR. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when PSVR 1, actually, I know this, when PSVR 1 hit, hit the scene, there was still other VR 
hardware and experiences out there that can top it, right? Like if you have a tracked, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Rift or, you know, a Vive yeah, right. or whatever, right. that's going to be really, really awesome. But when this PSVR 2 drops, it's going to be on par with the best of the best that's out there. So it's like that no one is going to have a reason to not want that thing. You know what I mean? All VR enthusiasts, gamers, that PlayStation enthusiasts, I feel like it's going to come out and be the right level of technology that it needs to be to pull everybody in and i'm super stoked about it exactly and then the controllers right with these triggers which have like um, force feedback like oh my goodness this Mm -hmm. is going to be so wild and amazing great great so looking forward to playstation vr 2 and until then we got lots of games still to play all right let's go to the next topic this is a shorter topic there's a new steam vr beta outside beta 1 dot 17.2 and it introduces some new functionality so before we could also have a look at the desktops right in the steam vr dashboard but now you can put these your screen or your apps or your browser windows onto your controllers and then you can read chat for example or do all kinds of other things and I'm actually using this functionality before I've been already using it when I stream a game and then I want to read the chat. And you're probably also doing this right now, right? So I'm using OVR Drop, which is an app that I bought. But now you can have it for free. It's, it's pretty cool, right? What do you think? I think this is great. And one of the other things that I noticed about this update is that um, currently, if you are in VR, in Steam VR, and you open up your menu and you like click on that little button to show you your desktop, if you are in a full screened application, there's like no way to access anything else. Like you can't check, you know, a browser that might be open or, you know, check your stream or whatever. Um, and I saw when somebody was doing it, they click on that little uh, desktop button and like all of the open windows and application like compile in a list and you can pick the one that you want to come to the foreground. So that was the feature Perfect. to me okay, that cool. I thought was the best because there's so many times where I like I click that button I'm in a full screen application I'm like shit now I have to like pull up my headset walk over to my keyboard alt tab it so yeah, I can exactly, get back into everything exactly. and now that's going to be fixed right perfect yeah I'm pretty excited about it too I think Steam VR is absolutely phenomenal I I, I uh, there's so many good features in Steam VR like Steam VR Home doesn't get any love which is kind of weird to me because it's pretty awesome. But uh, this new this new thing, I mean, I love using OVR Toolkit, and this is just going to be another way to simplify the whole thing, especially for creators, right? Having that chat on your hand or, or whatever the case may be. If you want to, you know, play a game and, uh, and watch the Next Dimension podcast at the same time, you can do that now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow, mind blown. <laughs> Like, you could be smooth. in VR right now and watch this show live. Oh my goodness, this is so fantastic. Yeah, really, really. I also think Steam VR is an amazing platform and Valve has done an incredible job. So last week we heard about these um, patents from, from Valve and I didn't have the chance to talk with Alex with Alex with you and with Skiver about them since you have obviously not been on the show last week. So I simply, <laughs> I simply also want to, I simply, just now I simply want to ask you, what do you think of this patents? Do you think this is going to be a standalone um, index, like a direct competitor to the Quest with its own mobile store? Or do you think it's more like a, like a wireless um, index, which has just access to the normal SteamVR store? Why don't you take that, Skiva? 
Oh, geez. Oh, man, it's so hard, right? Because they, they put out all these patents that are like, maybe we'll do this, or maybe we'll do this, or maybe we'll do this, right? So I don't even know if they know, right? But I, <laughs> I think they know. I hope they know. I hope they know. I think it's probably, I would go ahead and, and guess that it's probably like a wireless index to type of thing. I mean, they did mention some processors and stuff and processing power being in there. And, you know, that could, that could be for the wireless. I, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, wireless in, in standalone is the way to go, right? If you want to make some money, that's how you do it. But we know that Valve is one of those companies that isn't always just about making the money. Right, they put out Half Life Two in VR only. If they wanted to make some money, they would have made it both. Right, so I feel like they could go either way. Um, I don't know that there's enough titles out there um, on Steam currently that it would make sense for them to do this. But maybe they have some kind of partnership in the background where they're building mobile applications. I don't, I don't know. This is so. Oh, I, I'm gonna love it no matter where it goes. You know, yeah, it's gonna be amazing thing, too. Yeah, yeah. My number one thing is this time. I don't want to go through four or five sets of controllers. I don't want to go through multiple headsets. Make sure your build quality is where it needs to be. Because if I'm going to pay another premium for this headset, it better not break every two weeks. So that's that's my main thing for the Index too. I mean, to me, honestly, a wireless standalone Valve HMD just sounds a little too good to be true. You know, like it almost sounds like I'll, I'm just like getting my hopes up thinking that Valve is going to come in and offer us a direct competitor to the Oculus Quest. You know, like it just does. I don't know. For some reason, I, I don't feel like that's what it is. I think I would probably be leaning more towards a, a PC compatible high end solution. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also think so, honestly speaking, that, that now they are still going with that wireless solution, probably even an, an add-on could be, that makes the, the index wireless, because it would be strange for them to have to make a whole new store for that wireless games, right? Those, those mobile games that at the moment they would have to do, and that would kind of, yeah, kind of split their great Steam VR library in two, and would introduce just too much hassle. And right. Uh, right. Was but, it yeah. it, I think it was two years ago that they said that they were, um, that wireless was a solved problem, right? Yeah. So obviously yeah, not right. a solved problem. We don't have it yet, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, I believe um, this is going to be wireless, just um, going to the Steam VR library. And then for the Index 3, they're simply going to stream Steam VR from the cloud. Yeah, I always like to say that here on the channel. <laughs> I'm so sure it's going to happen. And then they don't have this problem. Then all the Steam VR games that are working now, they will simply be streamed from the cloud, and that's it. And then you have your Oculus competitor that has a great library and a standalone headset. Yep, just have to wait for a couple of months, uh, of years. A month would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just have to wait for a couple of a years. A couple of thousand months. A <laughs> couple of thousand <laughs> months, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I, I'm simply going to freeze myself, and somebody please wake me up once this is happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> freeze yourself, wake me up when it's really, really amazing VR. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, good. Yeah, I simply wanted to know what you guys think about that uh, index thing. So there was something in between. So Steam VR now new better version. If you want to use these cool features that I just showed you here, like um, putting these desktops to your controllers, you need to um, opt into the better, to the Steam VR better. And how you do that? Also on the Road to VR article, they show it, so check it out. 
All right, next short, small topic is the Oculus Quest App Lab now reaches 100 apps and games in less than two months. So in the beginning, there were only a few, right? And it was kind of slow, but now they are picking up steam and now there are over 100 apps, quite, quite a few. It's kind of tough to check them out all by yourself, right? So therefore, you can also check out the best rated quest games also here on Road to VR. And you can see like Harvest VR is on number one. I haven't even checked it out myself. Warplanes, WW1 Fighters, also didn't check it out. Yeah, so that's lots of stuff to check out. And also you can check out the most rated games, Puzzling Places, Gorilla Tag, Ancient Dungeon, Beta, and so on and so forth. So yeah, the the Quest App Lab store is picking up steam. Have you checked did out you, lots of games already? Did you play Gorilla Tag? I did. I, I, did you like it? Um, I haven't checked it out for a long time. I have checked it out for probably just 20 or so minutes. And um, yeah, f there were lots of kids in it, like shouting. <laughs> and then uh, normally I'm turned off by that. And I didn't give it enough time to enjoy. Like I didn't play it with friends. Probably with friends, it's, it's amazing probably, right? But uh, with some strangers yelling at you, it was not so much fun. Did you play mm -hmm. it? I played with friends. I, I thought it was garbage still. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like it. I haven't played it yet, but like I see people playing it, and I'm intrigued. I haven't had time okay. to try it yet, but I think it looks kind of good. Okay, and but Skiva, you totally didn't like it. Oh, dude, I thought it was trash. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that, but like it's very rare I say something like that. No, the I'm texture, glad. It yeah, say it, like say it. I was in a PS1 game. It really did. Looked like a PlayStation One game. It the the locomotion did not feel great to me. Uh, the community, the the amount of people and kids that were in there, just you know, it just wasn't fun. There wasn't any real like, you know, you tag everyone and the game resets by itself. There's no real objective yet. There's no, I don't know. It just felt yeah. like a crummy tech demo. I also didn't know what exactly I have to do. They didn't really teach you guys me are. Exactly. You're supposed to reject humanity and become monkey. Yeah, okay, that, that part is that, good. That sounds good. not going to happen. <laughs> Become monkey sounds good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Anthony, what do you, what do you think about um, the game? The, that Gorilla Tag? Game? Yeah, have you tried oh, it? I have not checked it out. It's, okay. it's one of these phenomena where I constantly hear about it and people are always tweeting about it and it's all the rage, but no, I haven't checked it out yet. But I, I do want to check it out briefly real quick. Yeah. But so, I just like the fact that Skiva is willing to like go hard on a game every once in a while. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Yeah. So what's the game then? Like what's the like what's the App Lab game that you guys would recommend to somebody if like, you know, you were like, eh, go to App Lab and download Skiva. Skiva, tell us. To the top. Boom. Oh, one of boom. my favorite, favorite games to this day came out in 2016, I believe, but it's still amazing. One of the best VR platformers I've yeah, ever laid my eyes on. Yeah, it's cool. Have you tried the Quest version of it though? I have, and I've, I've yeah. beat it 100% complete. Wow. How close is it to the, yeah. uh, does it, it feel pretty much like the PC VR version? Because PlayStation VR version of To the Top was good. I liked the it's PSVR. It's exactly the same with one major thing, that um, because they are not officially on the Oculus store, the paid version of the store, they didn't have multiplayer. Um, so, you know, and, and that's one thing that's really cool thing about that game is flinging around and, and, and racing to the end with your friends. Um, so that part was missing. I don't know if it now can use the Oculus multiplayer system since they're on the app store, but if they can, it's going to be the full and complete experience and it's phenomenal. 
Wow, dude! That, for the record, incredible. I subscribed to two years of Viveport Infinity, like last year when it was like two dollars and fifty cents or something like that. I forget what they were. It was like like a complete steal, and yeah, I yeah, got yeah. a couple of years of it. The only time I have been uh, inspired to go into Viveport Infinity to play something was to play To the Top, and it's because I wanted to play online with people. And the Viveport Infinity version of To the Top does not have multiplayer. Oh, no. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like the one game I'd finally decide to take advantage of this. Uh, this the subscription and uh yeah they 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 cut the multiplayer from that version i, I was know. so sad i know but viveport infinity is really good they also have like like hyper dash for example they also have some new games and quite mm -hmm. a lot of games so it's actually i really can recommend a nice it. service. i think it's a great yeah. yeah right right so app lab i really recommend ancient dungeon right we had eric tulin here the the developer and this is a really cool dungeon crawler in that um, blocky graphics and it's fun it's for free so absolutely pick it up and yeah lots of content there and I believe there's going to be more and more content it's it's hard to keep track of what is good right mm. in that, yeah it in seems that. like they're they're basically they're not making any kind of judgment calls on the actual quality of the stuff that's coming through because if you guys have played Bard Hero VR on App Lab, no, you know that the quality bar is incredibly low. Yeah, so, but, it's okay. but I mean, that's good. It's right. good in one way because it's like, yeah, let's have a democratic system where everybody can put any whatever experimental game on there. I mean, they probably have certain requirements about like language of certain types and nudity and things like that. But other than that, it seems like they're pretty much open. Yeah. Is there a game that you recommend, Anthony? Well, I, I like Ancient Dungeon uh, to try it out is pretty awesome. And I haven't even tried the brand new update for it. But like to the top, I just found out, you know, that to the top came out like two days ago. Perfect, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm How expensive to is it? check that out. I think it's 20 bucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. But such an incredible soundtrack, yeah. though. Just to, oh, like to the top is one of those yeah. games that. It, you would play that game and it will like change your mood like it'll it's an uplifting game you'll feel better after you've played it okay but i think 20 dollars is quite on the expensive side it's kind of harsh kind right? of harsh it's kind of yeah <laughs> we are, like, we're so used to to cheap to even cheaper yeah. games but i totally get it that they must make money as well but it's just like in the relation in the relation it's not so i yeah, think it's better to the 20 dollar games out there it's, though honestly it's worth it i really really okay. like it yeah okay cool not what without multiplayer functionality <laughs> 20 bucks as a single player game mm-mm I it might know. have it. It might have it now with official App Lab. Aren't there's other App Lab multiplayer stuff? There's multiplayer sp like Gorilla Tag, for example. Right. right. So right. there's multiplayer so, stuff. Is it is I'll it then it multiplayer on the App Lab? Does anybody anybody know? If does yeah, it, somebody in chat will probably somebody tell in us. chat please tell us. Does the game come with multiplayer? Actually, for that game, I was surprised that it didn't make it to the normal quest store. Right, it's yeah, it's it like a great it's like no a great sense. game. It doesn't make sense. So, that's strange. That's strange. Anyways, Anakaze says eight-player online co-op uh, versus racing is listed on the App Lab page. Okay. So maybe it's added back okay. in. Okay. Oh, cool. That sounds good. Hmm. That sounds great. Yeah. So, so nice. definitely check out the game. It's a really cool multiplayer game, and uh, yeah, like a VR jump and run. I would say, right? Skiva, how would yeah, you? It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. You could be Sonic. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. exactly. It is kind of to be Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fast-paced, ultra-fast, like um, racing to the top of the map type of game, and you're just flinging yourself off of everything. It's like parkour. 
You're right. Know, it's like you know what's game. weird about it though is like to me it seems like you either get to the top or you don't. Like there's two types of people in this world: people that get yeah. to the top and freaking love it, and yeah. then people that are like, eh, "I couldn't do the controls; it just didn't feel right." You yeah, know, so there's a learning minutes. curve, right? There's a learning curve. Give it a little time, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. but once but you get it, then it's fun. Yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So to the top now on the app lab. Now the next topic, the next topic is about social VR app Rec Room. Let me show you that now here on Road to VR. So social VR Rec Room raises $100 million financing. Now at a $1.25 billion valuation. Wow, congratulations to Rec Room. And actually this valuation, it makes it one of the highest valued VR companies outside of the platform holders, Facebook, Valve, and HTC. Surprising, right? Isn't it surprising how this little game like made it to the top? <laughs> <laughs> you know what why? I there here. Yeah, why? Because they opened it up to flat gamers on Xbox and right. PC Places. and yep. mobile You're right. and You're all right. that shit. That is why. You're right. They, but, they but, do people care, but why do people on those platforms care about it? Do they? Because, do, because first of all, do people don't have headsets? Yeah. Yeah, but they're just yeah. playing flat games. Why would they care about anything? Like, I don't. Because I don't, you can meet people there. You can yeah. you can meet people there, and it works. Like I made some language learning groups in 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 rec room, built a bit like a place to meet, and then there were people joining us using their iPhones. Isn't that amazing? Or the iPads, so they mm -hmm. could be in the same room with us, uh, like doing languages exchange, and it worked amazingly well. So it's really nice to have like the social app that is accessible to everyone and where you can still meet and do your social things. So I think they really succeed at these at this putting people together, no matter what kind of device they have. And of course, which is why VR chat is so is so uh, popular, yeah. right? Because you right. can be in there and your flat based friend can be in there with you, and you know it's cross platform. So yeah, it's cool. Rec Room has amazing creator tools. Like the Maker yes. Pen in there is is phenomenal and some of the spaces that i've been to in rec room have absolutely blown me away with the level of detail that they're able to achieve so i think it's like the fact of course that i just mentioned that they opened it up to flat and mobile and, and all of that but it's also a place where people can like it's like a metaverse you can create a world and then invite people to it and bounce in between rooms together and um you know roblox is one of the hugest games in the world right now because there's basically a huge population of children who are participating in the metaverse there but it doesn't have vr functionality and people are looking at rec room right now as like a roblox-esque game but with the xr potential unlimited on the front end of it you know Exactly. Wow, and, I get it, but uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but I totally agree with Alex here as well because these this maker pen, this maker tool is just so powerful and it's kind of easy to use. So I also tried it out and I did some things. I made a classroom so I could teach online like a language again, and it, it worked. It, it worked just so well. It was so fun to do that. And now, those creators who who built these interesting full games, for example, or some objects, they can even make money out of that. And we had that on the show here a couple of weeks ago. So there was something new. So you can you can create something, you can make something with the Maker Pen, for example. And then other people can buy these assets, just like an asset store in Unity. Like if you want to program a game in Unity, you can also make a game here in Rec Room. And these tokens that they earn, they can change it to hard 
dollars. Okay, not so hard anymore, actually. But uh, like, <laughs> you can change them to dollars, and it's pretty amazing. So there's going to be more and more content that is being made in Rec Room, and wow, that is really a cool app. Also, I absolutely enjoy these avatars, this this kind of style, the Copic style. It's not realistic, right? But it works. It really works. You can have conversation with people, and yeah, it's nice. So what do you guys think? Is it going to be tough for Rec Room to survive against Horizon, right? The, the big elephant Horizon is in the room? Or do you think Horizon is going to have a tough time to win against Rec Room? Tell us, what are, what are your thoughts on that? May I? <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. Right, I, I think Horizon sucks. I think it is, it's like so, I think they missed the mark. So far, it's not even funny. One well, of the things about why. Rec Room, about Rec Room that makes it so good is that you can go in there with zero intentions of creating or contributing to that metaverse and have an absolute right. You can move in between all of these incredible spaces that have been made by people. And I mean, just like the stock Rec Room stuff alone, like the games that come with Rec Room are really fun and you can have an amazing time in. Horizons, Painful, yeah. they, they rely entirely on the community to create compelling content. And guess what? It ain't in there. Even developers who are amazing at creating games with the tools in Horizons are putting together experiences that are subpar, to put it lightly. And wow. I don't think anyone who is not a developer or anyone who does not have any interest in collaborating on creating something will have any reason to go into Horizon. Why would I go into Horizon and play this janky laser tag game when I could jump into Echo VR or Population One or something that's like actually worth my time? You know, like there, I just, I just do not see a reason to go in there whatsoever. I think it's going to fail miserably. And wow. I think Rec Room and <laughs> the other games, they're just going to blast way past it. Cool. Interesting. So I, I didn't have the chance to, to try um, Horizon. I really tried to get into the beta, but they didn't allow me. Since I'm evil, yeah, <laughs> and and <laughs> yeah, so so I I had no chance to try it out, but um, Alex, you you have tried it and uh, like how is the the graphic style? How is everything? Or Skiva, have That's you cute. tried it? Or? I have. I am not as um, pessimistic as Alex is with it. So I, although I do not think it is at the level of a VR chat or even an alt space, um, I I think the way the avatars um, emote when you're talking to people is kind of next level, right? Yeah. Like I, I think, I think the facial expressions just being able to stand there and talk to people, I feel more present talking to them than I do in most of the other applications. That being said, the graphics are definitely built to run well on the quest, <laughs> right? To say things nicely. They're, they're okay. They're not great, but I feel the same way about Rec Room. I feel like the graphics in Rec Room aren't great either. Um, I don't really like the mitten hands in Rec Room, you know? So I, I feel like there's some, there's some pros and there's some cons, um, but 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 Horizon is also invite beta only, and there aren't a billion people in there right. currently creating like there are like there is for Rec Room. So I think Horizon will be in a different place uh, a couple of years after it launches and might be a little bit better. I, I had a lot of fun when I've been in, in Horizon. So um, but, you know, um, I prefer to go into like Altspace or Neos or something like that. Oh, Neos is so good. I just recently love Neos. It's amazing. Neos is amazing. It is wow. Neosis. Neos is the Oasis. Is the Oasis. Exactly. I totally agree. Yep. Anthony, have mm -hmm. you tried out Horizon? 
Uh, no. And I was at like Oculus Connect 6 and they said like everybody at Oculus Connect 6 is going to get into Horizon or something like that. But what I don't know, I, I didn't get the email or whatever you needed to get. So I've never checked it out. But okay. as far as this whole rec room thing is concerned, like I, I invest in stocks and I'm a big believer in everything VR and AR related. But I would not invest in Rec Room if if it was me. But that's just because I when I when I view some n- nothing wrong with Rec Room. Like I, there's nothing that they're doing wrong. In fact, they're doing a lot of things right. Oh yeah. But there's nothing proprietary about anything that they're doing. There's nothing that can't just be copied and improved upon with more money, more programmers. So Facebook, long term, I mean, Facebook is a social company like this is their whole freaking thing like if they don't nail this who could possibly nail this i understand that they haven't done it yet but maybe maybe they could eventually acquire rec room i know that would be the worst thing ever for a lot of people (laughs) out there that absolutely can't stand facebook but facebook is i mean they're going to do something because they have to they have to dominate in this particular category this is absolutely mission critical this little area of like social interaction social interaction that's going to happen in this in this way like that's why apple's coming in as well at at, at a certain point and so facebook has to like lock the fort down with their social thing and if horizon isn't up to snuff then they're going to look to acquire somebody maybe that's part of the reason uh rec room has this one billion dollar valuation i also wonder is rec room going to ever ipo are they ever going to like be public or do a spac or something like that that'll be interesting Perhaps, mm. yeah. So you know, one way they, one way that uh, Horizon could win this war is, I feel like when we're a little closer to being able to connect to uh, uh, cloud streaming VR services, and and you know, Facebook just came out recently and said um, they will not allow anything with cloud streaming, and I feel like maybe that's because in their roadmap they have cloud streaming features that will be coming, right? Because that's the future, right? You want to be able to offer people the best experiences with the cheapest hardware, and cloud is the way to do that. Now, if if you put on your Quest and you turn it on, and the very first thing happens is you don't go into your oculus home you go right into horizon boots right into horizon that's like a winning situation for them so i feel like they might get to that point that might be their ultimate goal with this but i don't know i'm just speculating could be i think it's i think they have over promised and under delivered and whatever it is that comes will be too little too late and i i i'm i still I mark mark my words. Horizon is not ever going to be what they promised us it would be at OC six. I mean, because at OC six, we're watching this trailer. It looks amazing. Like people are like hanging out, they're flying in airplanes together, like yeah, right. shooting looked, stuff out of the amazing. sky. It looked like, really cool. It looked exactly. amazing. Right. And it looks nothing like that. And if okay. it does look like that trailer, it won't be for at least another year or two. And by then, look at all the t- look look at the advancements that we have in our industry. This VR industry has new exciting titles and hardware and shit dropping all the time and it's like if you tell people something is coming and don't come with it for three years hype dead like momentum dead like i i just do not see it happening i could be wrong but i mean i've been in there and i was very much unimpressed and i love vr and i love cool stuff so if it was cool i feel like i would have loved it and you know one thing that is not cool is being watched all of the time by facebook sorry i have to i have to mention this again so for me 
I will not feel comfortable if I'm in virtual reality and I know everything that I look at, everything is being analyzed by the Facebook algorithm to find out more about what I like, who I am, and which kind of ads I should be looking at for the most time. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Horizon. That is Facebook's business model, and that's why Horizon is kind of important for them, right? So and I will not feel comfortable. But wait, wait, one sec, one sec. Don't you think, though, that... Like HTC just did a tweet recently where they're like, and we're not going to track you or whatever. They, they they just did a tweet like just today. We're not going to farm your data. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. not going to farm your data, right? Ooh, because they said and, and that. And here's my answer. Yeah. You know what my Too answer good. to that tweet is? Yeah, you're not going to do it because you don't know how to do it yet. That's the only reason of course, they're not doing it. Of course they could do it. Of course they could also, but it's not their business model. And that's do they, why they have shareholders, have, Sebastian? That's, that's, do they have, have shareholders? A, they got to look out for the shareholders' value. Any publicly yeah. traded company is going to analyze. Air. You think Apple, like when we get this Apple VR headset, <laughs> you think they're not going to analyze every single thing we're, we're going to do? Like yeah, but, every but then, they're not selling your data to to the highest right. bidder that's that's the point right. they're not selling your your data to the highest bidder and that is the facebook business model so there is a difference there is a difference and now i'm going back to my rant now <laughs> about, <laughs> now i'm going back to my rant about facebook and and feel it being like um watched all the time and that's something there was that they even showed themselves in their security videos about horizon that everyone is recording everything that they see all the time Every person in Horizon is walking around with a body cam, basically. And if somebody says anything wrong, and what's wrong is not determined by the community, which would be okay in my opinion, but it's determined by Facebook. So if Facebook doesn't like my personal political opinion, and if I, if I shout it out and somebody feels offended by it, they're going to uh, click on the button and then somebody from Facebook is going to look at what I is going. No, it's not funny. It's going to look at what I said, and probably if if uh, Facebook think that's the the wrong thinking, okay, probably in the worst case I might lose my Facebook account, and then I I'm losing all of my Oculus games, and I'm not comfortable with that. And I believe lots of people will feel the same way, especially after watching MRTV, <laughs> and then hmm. yeah. And then I, I just I'm just not comfortable with it. Sebastian, and I will feel I, I, tell you, man, I, will I, feel I felt that the whole time. I felt like I was being watched. Like the whole time I was in there, every, each time I've been in there, there's this looming thing. Like right. I can't open up and be me. Like I can't relax <laughs> because I know I'm being watched and I know I'm being recorded. And not that I ever really say anything that I think would ever get me banned anyway, but it's just the fact that, that they're there, they're recording you, and every opinion you have could 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 mean that all your games are gone. And what's worse than all your games being gone? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so it's just really not the virtual reality future that I want. I, I simply feel like I have to censor myself. Like I also think like my political opinions probably would not get me banned. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like a crazy fanatic or so. Even sometimes it might feel like this. But hmm. it's 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 really it's really it just feels uncomfortable that one company has so much power to determine what is correct and what is not correct. So th this kind of completely centralized um yeah monopoly as what as far as the opinion is concerned is 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 dangerous in my opinion. Just like how I think it's dangerous and strange that uh, like Apple, Google, 
they have lots of power. They can decide who is in their app stores, right? So, so it's it's and also together with Amazon, they can make the decision. Okay, uh, which app can be there and which app cannot be there, right? I totally don't agree with the stuff that is on Parler, right? That is being said there, but that they can simply like decide. Okay, this app has to go now. It's, it's, Build your own ecosystem, goddammit. It's, it's, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's kind I mean, of... that's what they're saying. But it's, they're it's, like, dude, yeah, you right. don't like it? Build your own Twitter. Right, right. You don't but like I'm, it? Build your own I Facebook. totally get it. But I, I do believe it's like crazy that these three companies have the power, have so much power, they can make the, the decisions that, in my opinion, the governments should do, right? The government should say, hey, what's going on there on, on this app is like too bad, Right. Let's let's mm -hmm. let's let's not have it there, right? I think it's the government's um, job to do that, not like Amazon, Apple, Apple, yeah. and Google to say, okay, this app is bad. Do when you, you control in the states, do you the think that free market or? will decide, right? If we have a free market, if we let let capitalism run wild, baby, because what capitalism will do is if you're if you're delivering a product and enough people have distaste of that product, they're going to find it somewhere else. That's the way this thing works. So if this is really so bad and awful, then everybody's going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else because someone else will provide them an alternative. So it's a beautiful situation. I, we don't have to worry I, about anything. I disagree and I tell you why. So the reason I disagree is because when you have so many people on one platform and you control the information being flowed through it, you control perception. And when you control perception, you control people's actions and their thoughts. And they don't even know most of the time what's happening to them. They don't know that these things are going on. And, and they, they don't, don't deserve to know. <laughs> 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 I'm hundred percent. I'm hundred percent with. I'm hundred percent with Skiva. Really, hundred percent with so Skiva. So Skiva, you're saying Skiva, you're saying ninety percent of the population is sheeple that just freaking falls in line. Yes. Is that what you're basically yes. saying? No one in this chat, but ninety percent of these people no, the, are sheeple. The, but Absolutely. the thing is, the thing is, it's like um, there's a few companies who are controlling the market. You cannot get a phone, a smartphone that is not Google or iPhone. So, so you don't have a chance. There is no okay. Nokia, you know baby. What? I, <laughs> Nokia. There is no, there is no Decade choice. Decade here. Decade here is coming Decade out. Here. No, well, Megadota is going okay. to rescue it all. Sweet. No. So, so really, oh. there, there is no choice. There is no, okay, I don't like um, Google or I don't like Apple, so I'm going to go for another phone. No. So in this, I think in this moment. Monopoly. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. In my personal opinion, Very. I think they have too much power. Sebastian, have you ever totally owned political. a share wow, of Google or Apple? I don't. <laughs> have you ever benefited from these monopolies? No, I did not. <laughs> well, you know, the power and like money that you're talking about that these companies have is honestly one of the things that contributes to my perspective of Horizon being so shitty because like Oculus, you know, Facebook, like they have so much power. They have so much all this shit. Like I would expect whatever they do to be extremely good. Right. And when it comes out and it's not impressive, that is like a huge red flag to me. It's like, hold on a second. Your Facebook like you. I went to OC six. It was lavish and exciting. And there was <laughs> treats and hors d'oeuvres all over the place. You know, like I know you can Buffins afford it everywhere. Right? I love exactly. that. I love you know that. I mean? oh my so, like, why am I not impressed by this? And here's another weird thing about Horizon, too. I'm I am 95 percent sure that they pay three people to stand there at where people um, zone in. 
because then you don't feel like you're alone when you walk into the into the fucking space. Because the two times that I've gone in, which I, I know it's not a lot, but it's two, the two times I've gone in, three people pop, posted up right there. And as soon as I log in, they're like, oh, hey, Alex, how you doing? Welcome. Come on in, man. Cool. Yeah. Just let us know if you have any questions. We're just hanging out just here, just randomly. You know, I'm like, hold on a second. Wow. Just astroturf. Really? And mm -hmm. I, Alex, you're looking so good in virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So don't you love this platform? Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, wow, that's, yeah. And we're going to see lots of, oh, we're going to see so much YouTube content who are going to love <laughs> Horizon. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You will, you will see that. So that is going to be very interesting. And um, I must say I'm rooting. I'm so rooting for Rec Room and Neos. <laughs> Neos VR is so strong. I'm rooting strong. for Neos. Neos, yeah. Neos. 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 Hey, I have Neos. one quick question really for all you guys. In, in relation to all of the, like this like social thing, like, you know, Rec Room and all that. And then, okay, on the other side, you have these like advanced Facebook avatars, right? Where it looks like real humans and they do like they even yeah. have like the full body and, and the whole thing. Is that ever going to mix or is that going to be too weird? To like go like imagine if you went into Rec Room and it was it was everything that Rec Room is, but instead of seeing like these cartoony characters, everybody's like a real no, that human that is well. like photogrammetry captured with like perfect animations. How for... would a quest even even run that really? Yeah. I don't even know how that would. The but cloud, no. of course. The, the, you know, yeah, that yeah. would be that would be my answer. Like everything is going to come from the cloud. But no, I think it would mm -hmm. be strange. It would be strange to have that mixed Weird, up. Weird, huh? Yeah, that would yeah. that wouldn't work. That I almost be... feel like VR chats priming us for some of that because I'll like walk into a cartoon world and then out of nowhere, like here comes Master Chief and like pure like high definition, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then like here's like like Peter Griffin in 3D, like still looking like a cartoon and they're like dancing together, you yeah. know. So in, in VR chat or in Neos, this could yeah, work, right? In VR chat. Yeah, exactly. Everything is possible. But honestly, like I have never seen anything better than Neos VR. Like also how the avatars can look yeah. like, how beautiful that is. Like I was so mm. surprised. I just recently checked it out because of the face tracker. And like, wow, the menu system, like you can uh, make voice messages for your friends. That you, it's, it's, they, it's so well thought There's through. There's nothing you can't do. If your avatar or something in the world doesn't do something, you open a coding terminal from within virtual reality oh and you God. make it happen. You make it happen. It is amazing. It, it it's not it's not something that you know Joe and Sally Walmart, as Anthony says, could walk could <laughs> walk into this and like make crazy things happen. But people that with some tech smarts can go in there and make amazing things. It's wow. really the future. I think. That is yeah. that is really that is really cool. So for all of you out there who have never checked out Neos VR, check it out. It is free on Steam VR. It's not on Quest yet, right? I think. Yes. They're trying, yeah. but it's not there yet. But um, yeah, it's a Steam VR. It's, it's really good. It's the interactions that separate it from everything, as far as I'm concerned. Like, because in VR chat, for example, you know, you, there's not a lot of interactions. All you can basically do is like maybe grab an item and then you let go and it just like floats there. And you're like, okay, there it is. Like, it's, there's not a lot of things happening. But in Neos, if you pick up a gun and it doesn't shoot a projectile, like Skiva was saying, you can code it to shoot a projectile. And then you can be like, okay, let's make, let's add a, a knockback to this projectile. And they're like, I watched people in there do this on the fly, like code up a gun, add a projectile <laughs> to it. And then they shoot me with it. And it launches me like a hundred feet backwards, wow. you know, like all kinds of crazy shit like that's going on. So, mm -hmm. I mean, 
it is I la- I laughed my ass off both times I went into Neos like just like rolling on the floor. It is so much fun. It's great. It's yeah, cool. it's all the way. So check it mm-hmm. out, Anthony. Have you checked it out? No, I'm kind of a like I don't know about any of these things. I I'm not really the social guy. Okay. Like some people see this stuff and they're like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever, and we talk <laughs> for hours. And, and I'm just like, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. I got enough friends. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm just not I don't know. Maybe I'm just I I do I think it's going to be a weird world long term in the future. Like I was just thinking a minute ago, like are we going to go to like nightclubs in VR where oh, you yes, already do absolutely, house, you know, where I you already do your house. Yeah. But it needs to it's but you. for me, but for me it would have to be like photo real. Like you'd have to get to the photorealism damn near for me for it to work for me. Man, Anthony, if you want to go to the club in virtual reality, check out Hitman 3. There's one level, the Berlin <laughs> level. It's the, the best club I've ever seen in virtual reality. It's so good. All right. All right. Let's go to the next topic. It's a topic that you guys in the U.S. have probably not heard about it, but here in Germany, it's quite, it's quite big. So here in Germany, in good old Germany, we cannot buy any kind of Facebook headset. We cannot buy the Oculus Quest 1, Quest 2, and we also cannot buy the Rift S. Nothing, nothing from Facebook. And the reason is our um, anti-monopoly government agency, they have, uh, they are, they have started, a, a, like, a, they sued Facebook because of what they did here now with the Quest 2, that they're fo- f- uh, forcing you to log in with your Facebook account and all the privacy concerns and all these things. And uh, Facebook just said, okay, you know what? We are not selling here anymore in Germany. So for us Germans, it's no problem. We can just order it from Amazon France or what, and it's going to be here in one or two days. It's no problem at all. So that's no, that's not a thing. But we recently here had another court appointment three days ago, and um, Facebook, they wanted to unrule the whole thing, but they didn't succeed. And what our German court said, they said, okay, we cannot make the final decision We have to send this to the European courts to do the final decision. And we will we're expecting this to happen to unfold until 2023. <laughs> Just then will we find out if whatever Facebook is doing there is okay or not. So until then, no Facebook headsets here in Germany. So wow. And uh, Germany is like a very important country <laughs> in Europe here, right? So this might have some ripple effects. For, for the other European countries. So I simply want to know, what do Americans think about that, this anti-monopoly thing? Do you also have this kind of anti-monopoly agency, government agency, and what is going on? Do you think there's so also the going F- to be something the about The FTC it? here in the United States sued Facebook for illegal, illegal mon- monopolization. Um, but the, the, the difference here is they're going to sue them, go through the pro- course, court processes and figure all this stuff out. But in the meantime, they're not saying that you can't buy anything Facebook. They're still allowing this stuff to happen. Uh, they're still allowing um, their citizens to um, be stolen from, in my opinion. Um, so it's not the best situation. Um, I really, really, you know, when, when HTC came out and said that, that they're not going to farm people's data, I was immediately like, I was like, yo, as soon as your standalone is out, I'm jumping yeah. ship and I'm never touching Facebook again. So, yeah, I, I just wish our government was as interested in helping protect us as, uh, as Germany's. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the American government is interested in, um, keeping things as free as possible. 
And if that means the companies, that means companies are free to do what they want. You know, like companies don't want more government involvement, right? Like that's not a good thing for the country, I think, as a whole. That said, it does enable companies like Facebook to basically just do whatever the fuck they want and be completely unchecked the whole time, you know? So it's kind of a double-edged sword a little bit, right? Because, you know, you could say, hey, government, you know, this company is doing stuff, you know, get involved. And they're like, listen, you guys want to be free or not? You know, pick that kind of situation, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. It does seem, though, like in in the USA, like there seems to be this additional pressure on the government to do something serious about Google and Facebook and some of these other tech tech companies. But like I think it honestly, I think most people that are like long term investors in Google and Facebook actually expect at some point for these companies to get broken up and they're okay with it because they believe that all the little companies that are going to unravel out of that are actually going to be worth more than the aggregate. So, but I think it's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're, they're looking at antitrust on Google and right. Facebook as well. Yeah. Right. So even you have that super free capitalism where the government lets you go, you still have antitrust, right? It's if a monop- if there's a monopoly, that is not good. Also for the people, right? Because prices will go up and they can do anything they want. So that's... That is you not, want to talk about is, a monopoly? YouTube, man. That's a monopoly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it is, and it has right the same now. problems. It has it, the it same is. problems. It is. Our channel. Completely. We're losing our channel. We're losing yeah, yeah. the signal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And that's why I'm so excited about uh, other technologies like blockchain, right? Like I'm also on odyssey.com. Yes. Odyssey. O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. It is basically, basically YouTube, but based on the blockchain. So you can say Ooh. whatever you want, and nobody's going to... Yeah, nobody's going to cut your channel off. So I really Could like you that. imagine, Sebastian, check yep. this out. So yes. the, the U.S. government says YouTube is a monopoly. We're going to split it up. You're going to have YouTube A and YouTube B. And so <laughs> half of all the YouTubers have to pick. Like, you got to go to either YouTube A, Mike from the Oasis goes to YouTube B, <laughs> Cats and Cherries on YouTube A. I mean, how, how do you split that up? Like, how, how do you unmonopolize YouTube? Because there's no other competitor that you is not, within you any You unmonopolize Google is what you do. You right, you don't right. unmonopolize a service of Google. You unmonopolize the company itself. And you say YouTube has to become its own company. And uh, but Android that's not going to stop anything. Company. No, but I mean, yeah, it's just how they deal with it, man. They, they did that with Microsoft. They split up Office and Microsoft uh, 15 years ago, I think it was. I mean, it was a while ago. They, they, they do this regularly. Wouldn't they because, have to break YouTube into two pieces and just like one of them has to become like some new company, new name or something? And it's like, you know, it's, I mean, YouTube itself would have to become a company. Right. Of it, of it that would make is, sense. Is usually how they work. And if they yeah. would, I'd but, buy a gang of that stock. Let me tell you. Yeah. And I was YouTube is pure <laughs> dominance right now. I would too. And, you know, the, the, this, it's a problem all over the place, right? You have these tech companies that are more powerful than the government. Like, look at, look at what Twitter just did. Like, Twitter turned off Donald Trump's account. I don't want to get political, but like, yeah. but they had the power. That's the point. The president. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, that's that's serious, the point. Man. Like, like I yeah. even don't agree with uh, what he would say, but like, like cutting this his success is yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably not so great, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's another topic. Wow. Today is like the political <laughs> show, and I love it. <laughs> I really love it. Yeah. Okay. So in Germany, no Facebook headsets. 
until I don't know until a long time in the future, and I understand it. I can I really understand what the German government is doing here. You know yeah. when you buy when you buy a uh, a quest like someone in Germany buys a quest two and they order it through France or something I like did, that. I did. Yeah. Is are the, are you paying like ten fifteen percent more than you no. would if like you no. could just buy same it price. at a store down the street? Same price. Everything is oh, the right. same. Yeah, like there's no additional tax nothing. or anything. No. It actually was cheaper because Germany has a uh, France had had like a like a little bit cheaper tax for for the for the consumer goods. So you would even pay less if you buy it from from France. Yeah, so it's good. Dude, Brazil has a 100% tax on imported <laughs> electronics. What? Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. Wow. It costs people in Brazil literally twice as much as it costs people everywhere else when they get imported products. And I mean, you tell me what electronics are being manufactured in Brazil, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> everything that they use, video game consoles, computers, That's Oculus crazy. Quest even, they have to pay double to get. That, that is that is bad. <laughs> that that mm -hmm. is crazy. That is crazy. I was uh, hanging out with the Arvory team, the developers of uh, Pixel Rip 1989, oh, yeah. 1995. <laughs> We have this thing going on with Facebook, and who knows? Probably they will run into other problems in the States as well because of this antitrust thingy. Mm -hmm. Could could happen. Might be not so bad for us consumers. I think it's going to be all over the world. I think you're going to see could, countries could all over the place. Yeah, Could happen. Could happen. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go to the next topic here, and it's a topic that we didn't talk about for quite a long time. It's Pimax. Well, we didn't talk about Pimax for quite a long time. So Pimax... Um, had another um, live event. It called, was called Pimax Live, and and um, Sweeviver and Kevin Henderson, or let's say Martin Lamy, he's Sweeviver, the the European marketing um, director, and also Kevin Henderson, the CEO. They went live and they talked for like two hours about their products. And uh, I want to show you one part of that. They showed their controller. Let me let me just show that a bit bigger here, and uh, so now you should see it here. No no sound, but um, Martin is showing that controller, and we had been talking about the PlayStation VR controller before, right? Where it, they have this design where you have to um, yeah put your hand through that tracking ring, and actually that is not new. That has been on that controllers on that Pimax controllers. For for a while, they were actually earlier than than the Sony with that, and they didn't say when it when it when exactly it's going to come out. But they talked about it, and they said they're going to like send ten ten pieces of that out to backers of the Pimax. So this is going to happen at one point in time. And um, I simply want to ask you, what do you think about those sword controllers? Have you checked them out? Have you seen them? What are your thoughts about them? Is that a trackpad? That is unfortunately a trackpad. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to get something to replace my knuckles, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, right. So I, I remember yeah. 
I remember when when Pimax was first doing the Kickstarter for their headsets, I could have sworn, correct me if I'm wrong, that you could pre-order these sword controllers back then. And that was like years ago. Right, right. And now these guys, and and then I also remember that there was going to be a uh, switchable module that you could that you could or or you could either order the controllers with thumbsticks or with touch sticks. That is and still a thing. I don't that is still a thing. It is? Yeah, right. So oh, okay. they have two versions from them. This what you're looking at here right now, that is the sword controller. And there's another one which is called the sword sense controller. The sword sense controller comes with thumbstick and normal buttons. Okay, mm. let's let's go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking, right? That's more that's more interesting, right? That's more interesting. However, yeah. I must tell you, in my opinion, they should just concentrate on the ones with thumbstick. I really think that at this moment in time, I, I don't think anyone really wants to have that, that trackpad. That's so 2016, in my opinion. So I want to know what, what you guys think. Do you agree with that, that uh, we don't need that, thumb, uh, that trackpad-only kind of design? You know, maybe if you're one of those like um, like you're one of those folks who is like social VR only, you know, like you're only in VR chat and stuff like that. Maybe you could get by without having a thumbstick, you know, like the limited range of movement wouldn't really hurt you too bad. And you might be willing to save save a few bucks to, to cut it off because, you know, you're not going to be playing something. But um, other than that, I'm just trying to be optimistic a little bit, I guess, in that perspective. No, like I don't know why the hell anybody would want a trackpad. It, they're not they're They suck compared to thumbsticks. Agreed. Well, I totally agree. I, I, I agree too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, no one should put out a controller right now that does not have a thumbstick unless they're doing something with uh, brain computer interfacing or something like that. Do not put a touchpad on anything. It will fail in my in my opinion. You know, Agreed. but Pimax is doing a lot of things wrong. They need to be concentrating on one or two headsets and that's yeah. it. They need to be control setting up like putting all their focus, research and development and money into one set of controllers, not multiple. Um, these guys want to be the Walmart of VR headsets, but they can't make <laughs> one headset that just does things right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like what are you guys doing, man? Like <laughs> it's too complicated. If you are if you are a new consumer, you have never heard about Pimax and you don't understand the whole history, how everything evolved, and now you have to make a choice between all the headsets, you will not understand it. What is the difference nope. between the 8K plus, 8KX, <clears throat> 5K Super, 5K Plus? Artisan, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like even I funny, to the, you know, to say all these names. I know. I yeah. went to the website and there's like all these different indicators on the top. There's like 20 of them, like all the different models. And it's like, wow. It's it's just too, so you know, did these guys take any business classes? What are these guys doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's dragging like them through the mud. Car. It's like yeah. when you're shopping for a car and they have like 12 different models of a Toyota Camry or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's heck, it's really it's tough to understand why they would go for for so many, and um, I think it has to do with their management, with their Chinese management, like being more engineers than actually like business people. So they are really mm -hmm. excited about VR as well, just like us. They are really enthusiasts. I know them personally, like great people, and they love VR. But I think like the management, the, those they are engineers and they are getting excited when they when they see a new screen on the market, <laughs> when they, they when they see a new screen that now can do I don't know 180 hertz and then they like pop it into what they have. How do you think, and then how do you think this would work out if like Oculus had like the Rift, the Rift S, the Rift S Plus, the Rift yeah. Platinum, the yeah. Quest, the Bad. Quest Platinum, the, Bad. like what? 
Yeah, it wouldn't work out well. Yeah. And that's why these companies aren't doing that. Maybe they should try to mimic I, the successful I, people. I agree. And you know what? <laughs> I, I believe like like um, Martin Lamy and um, Kevin Henderson, they understand that as well. They understand that. They totally get it as well. But they, they cannot like um, convince the, the Chinese government, I want to say. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> basically, yeah. The management of the company, I think. So so that's sad. And yeah, I, I think I would also root for them, actually, really, because we need more players on the market, right? And they do something that nobody else does, like with it wide of a V. It's, it's cool, right? So for some people, they love that. And I simply wish they would have more common sense in terms of <laughs> of these business decisions right of these mm -hmm. these marketing decisions and also well, really interesting. with like, a controller yeah these guys are all businessmen right they're not consumers they don't truly have consumer perspective and then you got to wonder like why even bring dudes like sweet viver on if you're not gonna like take that consumer perspective seriously you know like i'm sure he's been able to weigh in on some of these conversations I'm at some sure, point i'm sure and he's i'm sure trying, he's yeah. offering something similar to what we say you know exactly. but they're like mm, yeah, yeah right. but uh well, we still <laughs> it's like okay so why even have him like yeah, why even agreed. pull the consumer perspective into your company if you're not going to listen to it agreed now all yeah. of this being said I actually am starting to get a little bit hyped to think that there might be a controller that I can get for my Vive Pro that will have an analog stick on it and will not have, um, and it'll have grip buttons as opposed to the pressure right. sensitive uh, index shit. Because I can't even climb in population one with my index oh, you're controllers. Right. You're right. It's like, it's muddy, like it's impossible. But when we <laughs> yeah, touch controllers, God. I can launch myself like I'm playing to the top, you know, like I will, I will go up so fast. So I want a, a new controller that has a button for grab and also has a thumbstick. And if Pimax is willing to bring one to the market that's compatible with my base stations and my Vive Pro, I will seriously be considering picking it up yeah really and, so, to, yeah. and to to add to that i cannot imagine that they could come out with controllers that would break as much as the index controllers do <laughs> like i feel like they already have that advantage right so right so actually at ces right i i did check the controller out as in i like i touched it and it felt great. I really liked it. It was like the perfect combination between the Valve Index and the Oculus Touch. So if they come out with that, not the trackpad version, <laughs> with the other one, the other right. version, with a thumbstick, and um, yeah, it works, it works fine. I do believe that lots of people would pick them up and they could probably sell a lot of them just for the controllers, not necessarily for the headsets. Right, the I won't buy the headset. Yeah, <laughs> but the controllers, really, the controllers, they could really, really be like very successful. So I would urge, I would really urge Pimax to double, th to rethink if they should really come out with that trackpad version. Why not simply put all their power into one controller that rocks, right? This kind of like having two controllers, it will, again, it will um, completely frustrate people. They just, they want to please everybody. Yeah, they, they just can. need they to realize should. you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, right. So I simply want to, to ask now, I want to ask the people in the chat now, who would like to have what kind of controller? If you like the trackpad only one, say trackpad. If you like the thumbstick one, say thumbstick. So just wanted to get an idea. Again, if you want that Pimax controller with a trackpad, say trackpad. If you want that Pimax controller with a thumbstick, say thumbstick. So just to get an idea, 
what the 209 people who are watching this right now, what they want, and also probably to give uh, Pimax an idea <laughs> if they're watching this to, uh, to, to find out. And let me, let me also write it now. Thumbstick. <laughs> so my, my choice is thumbstick. <laughs> what about you? Thumbstick is sick, dude. Yeah, thumbstick. That's where it's at. Thumbstick, thumbstick right? all the way. Thumbstick all the way. Dude, they might sell. They might sell like like three versions of the touchpad version, and they're all going to be to be to people going, "Wait a minute, I didn't mean to get this version." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Why did I get this version? Okay, there's thumbstick. Thumbstick. Let's but, just uh, send this chat transcript to Pimax on social media yeah, after right, the show. Yeah. Right, be like, right. "Hey guys, just uh, you should maybe you should have asked us first. Yeah, right. But, but you, you know what they'll do? Funny. They'll probably. They'll probably go, oh, everyone wants another headset. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Thumbstick. what you're saying is you want a new headset. <laughs> exactly. We got that new screen here. Let's put it into that housing. So yeah, thumbstick all the way. I think you can you can tell it's like 99.9% .9 want the thumbstick. So dear Pimax, <laughs> we did some, there was one in the very beginning, there was one who, who liked oh, track person, person. Person, person person said that person. he's better with uh, trackpad in competitive games. And all I'm going to say is 1v1 me, bro. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see right. So, so dear Pimax, <laughs> we, did, we did some consumer research here. <laughs> so probably just put all of, your, all of your power into that one controller that you can like completely like market and people will probably pick that up. Yeah. Also, the thing is also um, that actually... Um, the whole industry is moving toward that thumbstick and two buttons, right? Like, like everything is go is following Oculus basically. Even, even Sony, even Sony on their new amazing controller with that force feedback has exactly the Oculus Touch button layout, right? So for all of the companies who are making, for all the developers, they are going to have this kind of control scheme. There's not going to be one. Developer who says like, oh, you know what? Let's make some th uh, th trackpad optimized game. No, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's Pimax. Are they um, are they in with OpenXR? Because I feel like that's a big part of it too, right? Is if 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 they want if all these companies want developers to be able to make a game one time and then make it OpenXR compatible, so it works on all of the headsets, then your controllers can't really be drastically different. Right, exactly. So, oh. yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. I really hope they do the right thing. <laughs> but yeah, I hope so many times before. And also, yeah, PD, Paradise DK also says, like, they're confusing him. He wants one headset. Yeah, one would be great, but for me, it would be even okay if they had two or maximum three. Maximum, mm -hmm. right? But two would be great, one would be amazing, and just, like, put everything into this one thing, and make it amazing, and that would that would help them a lot. Yeah, they should probably have the Pimax and the Pimax Pro, like the yeah, Pimax being like the five K plus, be, and the Pimax be. Pro being like the eight KX or something. For example, and and then mm -hmm. wow, they would yeah. sell so many of these headsets. Yeah, they, would. Right? they would. They would. They would. And and maybe their quality control would actually be able to like get through some of these headsets and really start like fixing some of the problems that they have. But when they have eighty problems with eighty different headsets, how do you make this? A, a thing like I, right. I, I just don't understand their reasoning at all exactly exactly so that is yep I don't know I, I really I really hope they they will make these decisions but who knows well I, I do want to say I do want to say that I did try the AKX and I did enjoy it yeah um so you know there's 
I just wanted to throw something positive in there. No, no, really, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And now they also have the news that now it runs in, in 90 hertz. If you have a 3070, 3080, or 3090, so that is absolutely good news. That is like one of the things that I thought were not so great about the 8KX that it only can do 75 hertz, but now it can do 90 hertz. I would be very glad to check it out again with 90 hertz. So but, yeah, yeah. But if you had a PC with like dual 3090s and like the top <laughs> processor and like 200 gigs of RAM, like are you still going to be able to run 200 degree field of view at 90 frames? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think there's a computer out there in the whole world that can pull that off. Well, actually, they did say that it now can do it. So they're not even restricting the large FOV anymore. So, yeah, who knows? Mm -hmm. Have to try well, it. Well, Mateo311, a good friend of ours, just got a Pimax 8KX, and he just released a video that is his index versus Pimax 8KX because ultimately, like, you basically oh, no, have to, to compare any headset that comes out to the index because it's, like, kind of the gold standard in VR right now. And it it's is. like most people say it works. Most people say it's really good. It's $1,000, not $1,300. So if you're going to charge more than the index, it should, the headset is it should only be better. $500. The headset's only $500. And just like just okay. the headset for the AKX mm, yeah. is $1,300. Exactly. That's a great yeah, right. point. That's that a is great a, point. That so is, it has exactly. to be comparable. And he, he, he compares them. And spoiler alert, guess what comes out on top? The index? Yes, mm. sir. Yeah, well, that is that is also that was also my result. You know, I had the AKX really early, mm -hmm. like, and also like, yeah, I had a better experience on the index. So, and how the hell do you sell that headset? No one's no, no one's gonna buy that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. It's tough. The ultra enthusiasts. That's yeah, their the market. Because they want one of everything. Yeah, because they'll buy. You could. They just want to push the edge. They want to push the edge. The they want to see the edge. Mm -hmm. The enthusiasts right. will buy it, right? Be, I yeah. think you're right, Anthony. I think I think they are obsessed with their number. Like if you like compare specs side by side, they want their number to edge the other out. I think that is like the number one thing that they focus on. Could be, yeah, right. Yeah, anyways, so that is Pimax. That is Pimax. Still That's hoping, Pimax. Still hoping <laughs> that, that they <laughs> still hoping still hoping that yeah, they could come up with some some good stuff and uh, that they will be important in the market because we need more players and I root for them that they do launch these headsets with a wide FOV that nobody else does, right? So that's that's good. All right. So now let's get to the next topic here. And it's Apple. Apple VR headset that is supposed to come out next year. We're hearing more and more. And now again, some reports have dropped from this analyst that that Ming Ting Kuo, he has had lots of correct things in the past about Apple products, right? And now we hearing something new. Let me let me just read this out. Kuo believes that Apple's headset will use a hybrid Fresnel lens design encompassing three stacked lenses per eye, three, <laughs> cool, right? Made of lightweight plastic. The purpose is the design, the purpose of the design is to enable ultra short focal length and improved optical performance, as well as a wide field of view and keep the headset weight under 150 grams. Wow, okay, so we know that another company is doing this kind of hybrid design, which is Valve, with their Valve Index. They have actually two lenses stacked upon each other, and that's why we have a wider field of view as compared to the other headsets, to, to our standard 110 degrees headsets. But now it seems like probably Apple is changing up the game again here and doing three lenses 
What do you think of this? And I also want to know from, from Alex and Skiva, in general, what do you think about this Apple VR headset that is supposed to have this kind of, uh, a, which is AR, but in, in the pass-through mode of AR? What do you think about this in general? Well, I just want to start this conversation by saying I think we should probably take some of this information with a grain of salt. I, I checked out this article myself and it came like it's like it's like there's no confirmation of like where this information comes from. It's like kind of seems a little haphazard and slapped together. Some of the other articles on this guy's site have like a lot of spelling errors and stuff. And it's just a little <laughs> something's a little janky about this. So I just kind of wanted to say that before I offer any opinions on this. Um, that said, uh, I think that you know, this all sounds super exciting, right? Like something super lightweight, something that's kind of completely different from the other stuff that we've seen, you know, Apple entering the market and doing shit that, you know, nobody else is doing. Like I, it's all really cool. So I, I see this kind of stuff and I get excited, but, um, unless it comes from a place that like, I feel like a, like it's a good source and it's like, you know, like definitely this is legit. I, I usually don't get too stoked about stuff like this. Okay. I get it. But this Minty Guo, he is really a very well, known analyst and um, well for the spelling mistakes might be because he's not American <laughs> so, I understand I'm not know. trying to give him a hard time I'm just saying that you okay, know, when you, I was checking it out it just didn't seem I got it. I got it. a little weird to me <laughs> okay, I got it uh, but Alex I want to ask you would you buy this if it cost let's say it cost 1200 US dollars and it it, it, uh, it cannot do Steam VR it, it won't be it's going to have its own store, but it has interesting things to look at, like Next VR, like a sports um, cast in VR. Will you pick it up? Uh, I mean, if my if I had way more money than I have, yeah, maybe. You know, like I personally, I don't think I could afford to spend twelve hundred dollars on an Apple VR headset that wouldn't connect to all my other stuff. Um, but I would maybe be incentivized to like try super hard to make somebody at Apple my homie or something like that. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, or make it compatible with the haptics and have the haptics like give you the the thing, right? See, see, that's why that's why I talk to you, man. Like yeah, right. now. Great idea. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. The, the magic is going to happen. <laughs> Skiva, I want to ask you now, what are your thoughts on, on this Apple VR headset? So, I will definitely be buying this, even if I have to sell Alex to afford it. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, you I have to. Oh, I don't man. like how that implies that you own me, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I need to know what these guys are doing. So this is a $2 trillion company, $2 trillion. <laughs> These guys have their hands and fingers and everything. They know everybody. They have supply chain connections. They have this, they have that. These guys are going to be putting some sick hardware into this stuff. And while they're not going to be concentrating on keeping the price low, we know that everything that Apple does is extremely innovative, extremely beautiful, and, and simplistic. And I really need to know what these guys are up to, man. I mean, the headset looks great. Just the fact that it's like a th almost, what, a third? Of the weight of the yeah, Quest Two, yeah, that's crazy. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. You're and right. it's going to have, it's going to have, um, you know, AR pass-through mode. It's going to have a lot of things. Now, now, um, what I'm not excited about is because I've kind of been burned by these stack lenses before, right? By getting an index and having it be extremely glary and Godly, having it be yeah. like, 
yeah, like there's rings of light around everything, and I just don't think it's that great. I'm, I, I don't think that Apple's going to come out of the gate with that problem because Apple is Apple, and they do everything correctly or they don't put it out at all is typically how they do things. Exactly. Right? But I am very excited for this because even, even if it's something that I don't want, v, uh, Apple doing VR puts it into the mainstream person's brain that VR is a thing. Right. Well, right now they're like an Oculus. What? What does it do? But when Apple's in the game right. and Apple's making VR headsets, people are going to be like, oh, did you hear about this VR thing yeah. that's happening right now? And so I think it's going to be incredible. I think Johnny Ive, who is one of the main designers, uh, you know, that, that designed all the iPhone products, he is going to make a beautiful headset that's lightweight, that's easy to use, right? Because if, if it's an Apple thing, you got to be able to put it on, have it work. There's no messing with anything. There's no crazy stuff happening. It's going to be a sick headset that just works. Now, the, the other thing that worries me a little bit is I saw patents for these two little ring things that you put on your fingers, and these are going to be the controllers. I have no idea how they plan on implementing this. I can't even begin to imagine how you would locomote and things like this with rings on your fingers. I don't know. Maybe it's going to go some kind of direction like Facebook does with their wrist strap, you know, where it kind of senses what you're trying to do. I'm not sure, but I am very excited to see with a $2 trillion company that has a product and almost half of the people in the world's homes has to offer when it comes to VR. And and I know it's gonna be expensive and I might have to sell some shit, but damn it, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it my all. I need to know what this is all about. You're going to sell your $600 router. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I, don't, I didn't need it here. Give me that Apple thing there. <laughs> but, um, we'll see, we'll see. I'm gonna sell something. I don't know, we'll find out what it is. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Anthony, can these new rumors excite you? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, obviously we know there's an Apple headset that's in development that's probably coming late 2022, possibly, and that's exciting as it is. So anytime we get any one of these new bits of information, I mean, if it continues to be the same information and it corroborates the previous information, so basically these like super compressed lenses, I mean, it's they're pancake lenses pretty much is what we're looking at here, and... I've never tried a headset that has one of these. I know the Huawei Glass or whatever is 166 grams. It's sold in China. It has pancake lenses. And we know that Panasonic's VR glasses that we heard about, those are using pancake lenses. What, Pico what, do, you mean, what do you mean has, pancake lenses? It's a type of lenses where it's basically like three different lenses that are pancaked together, okay, hopefully okay. with no air gaps to prevent <laughs> like all the reflections and everything. Right. Um, right. Oculus has a patent on that because I was looking it up like as we were doing this yeah. and Oculus has a patent from a couple of years ago that's about that as well. But that's the idea to get it as thin as possible so that the front weight that like Apple is very interested in getting this thing out at around 150 grams. And so they've had previous prototypes supposedly that are like 250 grams and they're like, no, no, we got to get under 200 grams. And so it, it results in these pancake uh, lenses, most likely, unless they have some new breakthrough technology we don't know about. But the downside with pancake lenses is you can either have like really huge FOV or you can have really compact size. You can't have right. both, apparent, right. according to uh, Michael Abrash. Mm. So, you know, we're just going to have to wait until eventually we get some more info, like real concrete info on it. Agreed. You know, something I want to add here is uh, I don't know if you had, if you, um, 
if you spent much time uh, with Pico at CES, Sebastian. Yeah, sometimes. But did you, there they had these those glasses that I Anthony was just them. talking about. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it actually blew my goddamn mind. It was right. one of the most impressive things that I did at CES, agreed, and agreed. I feel like nobody talked about it. These lenses, this it was a headset that basically looked like big fat thick sunglasses um, that was wired into like an iPhone that you put in your pocket. So the iPhone is powering the lenses that you're wearing. And these things were feather, like feather weight. And you put it on and it's like, it's like you're in VR. And I was blown away by that. So if, if Apple comes, does something like that, um, or frankly, if anyone manages to get a product like that to the consumers, I think it will have a huge impact. You're Remember, right. that was three degrees of freedom. That wasn't a six-stop headset. I know. Uh, and, and the phone had a power in your pocket, and this is going to have everything built in. Yep. Yeah. That but but grand, I believe that Apple, if there's <laughs> one company who can pull this off, it's going to be Apple with all the resources, right? So I think they can make it. If Pico can make a headset that is pretty cool already, right? Then right. Apple, they can make like a killer headset. And I'm also super excited about this headset. Just see what they, what Apple has done before, how they made smartphones a thing, right? Before before the iPhone, there were some smartphones, but nobody really cared so much, right? Then Apple comes out does the iPhone and then boom, suddenly everyone and their mothers have have a smartphone, Mm -hmm. fantastic. Or how they introduced like the tablet form factor before people thought like, yeah, why would I need a big smartphone? Yeah, then now everybody, everyone has one, right? So I also totally agree with you guys. I think think, um, Apple could really do something for VR here, something important and really make that mainstream. So I like what, what Oculus does with a cheap, with a cheap um, Quest, right, with all the strings attached. But I think Apple, they could really do a big service to virtual reality, and I think they will, and I'm excited about it. And, of course, I'm going to be in that line in front of that Apple store here, right? And I'm going to wait there, probably camp out, make a live stream about that. It's going to be a whole event, and I'm going to get that device. Yes. And that's that's for me. I am not an... I'm not... I'm this uh, PC and Android guy, right? So even me, I would totally do that. So I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I actually don't have Apple products myself. And of course, a VR headset would be intriguing enough for me to acquire it if I had the means to do so. Right, right. There's one thing that Apple's missing since the days that they did come out uh, with the iPhone and the iPad and all the products that everyone wanted that no one knew they wanted. And that is Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see uh, if right. Tim Cook, his crew, has the vision to make this happen. Um, either way, I'm going to try it and find out. But, you know, I really got my fingers crossed, man. I really got my fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very exciting 2022 when it comes out. Wow. Hopefully we can uh, try it at a convention or something and oh, yeah. not have to spend all the money <laughs> to yeah, try it. Exactly. That would be really good. Yeah. So Apple VR headset hearing more and more of it, 2022, it's going to happen, and that's going to be super exciting. All right, we have one topic, one last topic, and that topic is Half-Life Alex. Wow, Half-Life Alex is one year old. Congratulations. And for that one-year celebration, you can now get it 40% off for only $30 
of Steam VR. And again, we said it in the very beginning of this show, if you have not yet played Half-Life Alex, go and pick this up. Now is the best time. $30 is a steal for what you're getting. It is simply one of the, if not the most amazing game in virtual reality right now. Would you agree with that even one year after it came out? I would. It's mm-hmm. thirty-six with all the modding, by the way. Though. Okay, thirty-six. Mm. Okay, thirty-six. $36. Still, still good. <laughs> still very yeah. good. I mean, a year later, we have stuff like this Bioshock mod dropping. You know, right. like this is brand new, like completely brand new content that, of course, is made by the community, but an insanely talented and passionate community. And, uh, you know, Half-Life Alex, you can get an amazing six, seven hours out of that. You can take a break, come back, and it'll just be a pile of mods for you to play. Like it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. The mechanics are amazing. The graphics are amazing. And if I don't know, I, do, I don't know why people are waiting. Like that's like the game you don't wait on. Like play it, please do yourself a favor. Right. So I played I played every Half-Life game on release, including all the expansion packs. So I am a huge Half-Life fan, so I'm obviously biased here. Same here. But (laughs) that being said, that being said, I will never ever I will be on my deathbed at 80 something years old thinking Oh ouch. Wow, I remember playing Half-Life Alex, one of the highlights of my life. Like I really (laughs) love it. I love that game and I will always remember it. It was a magical, magical time for me to play that game. It was just amazing. I love it. Yeah, right. And it was like uh, in Germany, we we just went into the first lockdown and probably the same for you. You couldn't go out, nothing, right? We we were all inside and then it dropped and at least we could like, like flee from that reality, which totally sucked and still sucks right now, one year later. And like, wow, we could be in this perfect, in this really exciting world, be in Half-Life and play a virtual reality game as it's supposed to be. Whereas in, you can touch everything, the physics are simply perfect. And even games that came out afterwards don't have this, right? Even, Even games like, I don't know, like um, um, what came out recently, like this shooter, this uh, first-person shooter, um, uh, above and beyond. Oh, Metal Metal of Honor. It's like you couldn't touch things at all, right? Yeah. Came out afterwards and is not so great as compared to Half-Life Alex. So, wow, it's still mind-blowing. And totally agree to what Alex said. Like, yeah, and there's so many more games like those mods i haven't even tried out that bioshock mod how is it oh dude it's gonna blow your mind really so good oh my god (laughs) you heard last week it's it's all right it's (laughs) i that's what Mm -hmm. i thought about it but i don't know i thought it was awesome but you know i i um i'm wondering like where is the licensing on the Source 2 engine? I was really expecting Valve to make some money by licensing the Source 2 engine, right? So other games could build on top of that engine, have the same kind of physics and buckets full of stuff, you know? Like that's one of the that was one of the big things that really that really uh, made the ha- original Half-Life stuff great is the games were amazing and then people were able to build you know, license the engine, right. you know, and, right. and make amazing games out of it. And I'm wondering uh, where Valve is on that. Still, we haven't we haven't heard of any game that came out of this other yeah. than the mods, right? Which is a bit sad. Mm-hmm. Anthony, mm-hmm. would you say that there is any other game that came out afterwards that could kind of reach Half Life Alex, or would you still think like, wow, okay, that is still the number one game in VR? 
overall it's the it's the number one game in vr but i don't think it does everything perfectly but like the doors like, for right? example <laughs> well yeah the door and and i'm not joking about the doors yeah, i know, the doors I know you're, is a yeah, serious I know. thing man I know, I like know. i noticed the doors immediately on the first time i played that game but <laughs> yeah. um also the physics like a lot of people rave about the physics and the physics are pretty amazing but if if we were to compare it directly to Boneworks, I and and I know, look, I know Boneworks has a lot of jankiness and there's a lot of downsides to Boneworks, but Boneworks physics are actually more realistic for the entire world that's running on it. Where Half-Life Alex, the physics are almost like designed individually for individual items in the world, uh, and it works great and it's it provides an, an amazing illusion. Um, and to me, the best thing about Half-Life Alex, like I will always remember that one level where you're basically in a hotel that is like, you know, halfway destroyed. You the know, Northern the part where Star. you're like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that level. And it's a horror game. Like in my opinion, it is a straight up horror game. And that's why I'm amazed. Like people, like Skiba was mentioning, uh, you know, before the show, we asked him, did he play Cosmo Dread? And he's like, nah, man, I can't do horror games. But then I was like, wait, Skiba, have you played Half-Life Alex? Because that is a straight-up horror game. I mean, when you're in that hotel, like, I have, I have memories of being in that hotel. It's those creepy crawlies. You know, it's the face mm -hmm. huggers that have, like, the hair stuff yeah. on them. Yeah. Those are, it's something about the hair being on them just adds <laughs> that extra bonus. <laughs> where it's like these ducks. things... Yeah, they're like spiders, man, yeah, and, okay. and like yeah. the, the one that's hiding ah, okay. in like bathtub yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, there were a few times where I damn near fell over from jump scares yeah. in that game, um, but I but I do feel like it was more sci-fi y than it was horror. There were definitely scary parts, and the first right. time I went into that that abandoned subway station, oh mm -hmm. man, and I was going through those train cars. That was pretty scary. So there are scary right. moments. Um, at the same time, I do wish that when those head craps came flying at my face, I could bat them away, right? That to me, melee was the big thing that was missing. Um, okay. was saints and sinners released after half-life Alex or before? Yeah, yeah. After. Afterwards. That would be the one game that I would say competes with, with half-life Alex because saints and sinners did some amazing things that made it feel really, really good to me. So, okay. Uh, all I know is that Alex is always going to have a truly special place in my heart because not only is the protagonist, do I share a name with the protagonist, which is great. When Ruffles, when Russell's talking to me, he's like, Alex, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then also the game came out on March 23rd, which is the day that I was born. Wow. Uh, in 1987. Whoa. So it's, I share weird. a birthday and a name with Half-Life Alex. So like, like that game is just like, it's a part of me. It's like the prophecy has been fulfilled <laughs> and I know that I'm on the right path, you know? <laughs> yeah. When and, the game came out, yeah. didn't your channel blow up for a minute because of Alex VR and Half-Life Alex? Think. And I even got messages from like friends being like, hey man, holy shit, this game, like your channel's totally gonna blow up, dude. Like, this is awesome. And definitely did not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so a negative funny. to Ghost Rider. <laughs> so funny. And um, yeah, also has to do with uh, you, the company that you are you, the, the community manager of. Like, I played Half Life Alex again after I got the Behaptics vest. And by the way, this today's podcast is not sponsored by Behaptics. It's just amazing, <laughs> just like that. Yeah? Because yeah. The thing is, like, wow, it's just so much more immersive because Alex 
has been optimized. No, no, no. You guys at Behaptics have done a great job at optimizing the game for your vest, right? So whenever you get some new energy, you can feel the energy flowing up oh, your body yeah. with, with mm -hmm. the Behaptics vest. You can feel when you're being shot at, where you're hit. All these kind of things you can feel. What I really loved is like when your energy is low, like you're at one heart or so, you can feel your heartbeat. It's like, mm -hmm. what? It is, <laughs> yeah. it is really, it is really next level. so yeah. next level. So mm -hmm. Alex on itself is already so immersive, but then wearing that vest, it makes it even better. Straight up. And that heartbeat, like, that will get you to run to a healing station. Like, when you're yeah, feeling right. that, like, right. it really does add, like, some pressure <laughs> to get a heal. You know, you're like, dude, my heart is going. Like, I should fix this right now. You know, like, yeah, I need right. help. So you definitely, like, are incentivized to do things differently when you have haptics that don't exist. And it's funny, one of my favorite haptic patterns ever, and to this day, this is actually the moment I was sold on B-Haptics. This is before I was a community manager, and I was still myself trying to figure out whether or not it was a product that I thought was worth it. Um, I was playing Half-Life Alex, and I picked up, um, I don't know, what was it, like a piece of ammo? And I went and dropped it in my bag, yes. and I felt that thing drop down my back into a bag and, like, settle at the bottom. And I was like... Like it was a mind blowing moment. Like it's funny, but it's like my favorite haptic response is dropping stuff into your inventory. Like it, it just, it completes the experience. And, uh, you know, if you've got the money and, uh, you love VR, B haptics is a hundred percent worth it. Absolutely. I can totally agree on that. And I'm not the community manager for We Have I really love it. Exactly what you said about putting things into your backpack. I didn't expect that they would also like put like a haptic pattern on that movement, but they did. And when I did it for the first time, mind blown. Exactly. Anthony, you have to check it out. Yeah, if you're, have if you, you're a yeah, developer sounds, out there yeah. and, and you want to know how to use haptics properly, check out Half-Life Alex because yep. that's the way to do it. It seems like this B Haptics vest is almost like the steering wheel setup, you know, for the racing game guys. Right, right. Like it this is. is for the yes. like shooter crowd, first person shooter type games, action totally. game type crowd. Totally. Um, Those are the games where it shines for sure. Does so like I, I don't know the whole deal on B Haptics and I we probably don't want to get into the whole thing right now, but I just know like I mean, obviously, everything has its caveats, and you know, there's the weight of the thing. I mean, I guess you'd have to charge it up. It has a certain battery life, and all of these sorts of things. But like, if somebody was coming over to your house, they never ever tried VR in their entire lives, <laughs> and you put B haptics on them in Half Life <laughs> Alex, like wow. that would be a hell of an experience. Well, it's like very they would go crazy. It, their brain would come right out their ears. Yeah. Dude, it you is know, it is no joke like bringing a VR arcade home. Like you, when you yeah. go to like a place and you're like, here's twenty dollars, I'm gonna spend the next hour yeah. here. It's like bringing that experience into your house. I'll, I'll is say, Half Life Alex like the killer app for this for this product? Would you say? Uh, I have, only because Half Life Alex is the killer app. You know, yeah. like and it's and it's compatible. Like Half Life Alex is amazing. The implementation is amazing. So you put two and two together, and you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be an incredible time. But there's stuff like Hyper Dash and Pop One that are compatible now. Which if you're playing those games, that's the killer app for sure. Um, and like mm. stuff like more recently, we got Synth Riders natively integrated on oh, the Quest. What? Synth Riders so is amazing now we too. Have and it's it's sick because in Synth Riders, there's those like rails that you ride. So when you like are on one, it's like. <laughs> You can like really feel hey, the wait. connection. Inside. I got a crazy idea. Hopefully, you guys have already done this at B Haptics, but if not, here's a great idea for you. Is like, so this idea of 
an experience that is already scripted. So like, like let's say it's a non-interactive experience, right? Like gloomy eyes or something, because like you could have an experience like gloomy eyes where you have somebody that is playing gloomy eyes. And then at certain points they make this little thing activate and that almost like it's a symphony, you know what I mean? Like it matches the actual running time of gloomy eyes or dear angelic or whatever these different things are. That's something they should look into as well, because once you program that and it and it could sync up with that game, it would always be perfect because it would be set for the exact right moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those moments when they aren't interactive are actually some of the best opportunities to implement haptics because there's like it's just like you're almost like you don't feel like you're as connected to it as you would be if you were in control of the scene. Um, but like a really good example is Propagation VR. If you start Propagation VR, you're like, okay, let's go. You basically stand there on a train track or a subway track and watch this fucking subway train like charging at you, and you're just standing there and you're like, oh shit, and it hits uh-huh. you. And there is a haptic pattern for that subway train flying at you so it's like you can like feel it growing you know which of course adds immensely to the intensity that is so cool um there's a game there's a game that the german vr community wants me to play and i never play it because i'm scared of uh, vr horror it's called phasmotopia (laughs) and i think it also supports the vest right and it's in the beta right now okay and and and, uh, how does it support the vest like when what, what do you feel when the ghost so, comes or how does it work? Yeah, that's like pretty much the main thing right now. And this okay. is something that we're going to, that we're going to iron out right now. There's actually haptics for walking in phasmophobia. So like with every step you take, it's like, it's not, it's a little too much. Let's be honest. <laughs> it, it's because then it makes it hard to delineate when there's an actual event trigger, you know, because you're already moving and you're already feeling something and then event triggers and it kind of just muddies the waters a little bit. Um, so that's one of the effects that's in there now that I am recommending that they take out. But otherwise, yeah, like when the ghost like shows up, you can like, you like feel it on your face. It's like, oh shit. And you like immediately start scrambling and running. Um, it is kind of like a base implementation right now. So I've, I've noticed some people who play the game um, have like already jumped on like their trello and stuff and been like yo we need to feel it when a bottle gets thrown at me we need to feel it when a ghost passes through me you know so there are there's still some opportunities <laughs> yeah, okay, right right but you can feel like the rain falling on you when you're walking from the truck to the oh, to the yeah. house i love stuff. these so things i love these things. Oh, really yeah, really yeah. this is really good so again um, man if, if you want get if you want the vest. ultimate half-life <laughs> experience right you put that vest on you put the arms on you put the face thing on and with half-life i think oh, the face thing is important because of the head crabs right those things jump at your face and you're hitting them but but to me like the the icing on the cake with all that stuff was also the cyber shoes i put all the vest stuff on the cyber <laughs> shoes and then i am just in it man yeah right i am a hundred percent in the game the cyber running shoes through are really half-life cyber soldiers shot, like see, see cyber soldier no, yeah it's, it's <laughs> but honestly it's saying, long-term term the future package it's Honestly, you guys are perfect for your jobs because you love virtual reality, right? Alex and Skiva, yeah. really, you're just like obsessed, just like uh, I am also. And uh, yeah, you, I can feel your passion for your products, right? And uh, that you guys are doing this job, you're just perfect. And the companies that you're working for can be glad that you, they found you. So congrats Thank to Cyber so Shoes and congrats to Behaptics. You get the best community man- managers you could think of. And I know, I think they know, they know that. Wait, one You're last awesome. question for, for Alex is um, what, what do you think, like if you were to look 10 years into the future, 
Like, what is B Haptics doing 10 years into the future or possibly another company? Because what I'm thinking about is, are we eventually going to have clothes that are designed with some type of like nano whatever, where where like you're, you're going to wear uh, a, sh a shirt, you know, on your arms and pants and like just individual little things will tingle and rumble and do little things. I mean, I got to imagine that's our future, but I don't know how far away that could be. Uh, I mean, I'm going to guess it's still a little ways out. Um, you know, there's Behaptics is, is, has been exploring all kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of great things that you could do to make uh, immersive experiences even better, like hot and cold stuff or electrical current stuff like Tesla suit does or, um, you know, force feedback or like pressure feedback, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they've they've been playing around and trying to make stuff happen. Of course, turning it into an actual product that's going to like sell to consumers is like a completely yeah, yeah. different thing, that's you affordable. know, that's affordable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's affordable. I wonder but... if it could help with uh, body tracking, though, because like if you have this haptics vest on, right, if they could somehow track that vest as well, they would know mm -hmm. exactly where your chest is located. Like they would have these extra points of like, you know, 100 percent does all that. It does full body tracking. But that's one of the reasons why it's thousands, and thousands, and thousands of dollars, because yeah. it does all that stuff. But if you mm -hmm. want it to be in someone's home, you got to focus on the things that. You know, that, that yeah, B haptics boxer shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would love big a big part of this too is is friction, right? Like VR already has a lot of friction of right. to get in, you know, and like a barrier of entry is pretty hard. So to to add another haptic device or something like that, it kind of needs to be something that you can just like throw on, like quick style, you know, to put on the Tesla suit at at CES, yeah, I literally had to get naked. I took all yeah. my clothes off and I was like in my yeah. fucking chonies, like getting uh -huh. into a, like a damp wetsuit that somebody had already had on like 20 minutes ago or something. Like it was weird and kind of strange to get into it. But, um, you know, like <laughs> consumers are never going to do that. You're like, you might put a wetsuit on, I guess maybe they would. Cause you put on a wetsuit to go skiing. Right. So maybe you'd be willing to put on a wetsuit before you get into your VR experience. But, um, I think today's consumer anyway, just kind of wants something that's I mean, yeah. quick. You're only going to do that if you're like straight up in the effing matrix. You know what I mean? Straight like up. it's got to yeah. be like that one Black Mirror episode. Like you got to be all the way in. It's got to be hyper real to the 12th. Right. And you're in there for like 10 hours before yeah. you come back out. In my opinion, 10, 20 years from now, you know, I love all these peripherals and I love these companies. But in my opinion, none of this is going to be a thing anymore because we're going to put on a brain interfacing oh, unit. Right? That's wow. like 30 years. I need though, to man. put all yeah. this stuff on. That, I don't know, yeah. dude. I don't know, a lot of companies with a lot of money dude, and a lot of dude, smart people. No. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, Valve. You don't need haptics. You don't need shoes. You're, you're just right. going to put shit on and, and striking Viper style. Your eyes are going to roll back in your head and you're in it. Yeah, <laughs> but what's yeah, the right. frame rate? <laughs> right. You have to just, just read or listen to Ready Player Two. That's all that book is about. It's bringing it to the next level. Uh, Ready Player One was talking about VR and Ready Player Two is talking about DCI. And, so, and the memory so, engine as well. Because okay, that yeah. that is also by by Gary Walden, oh, right? Because he alley. also goes into the brain computer interfacing stuff and right, all the right. things that are going to happen. So exactly, yeah. super exciting. Yeah. So actually, we are already at the two hours mark. It's actually normally time to stop, but it's so good here. I really enjoy the atmosphere and the vibe here with the between reality guys. So one last thing that I want to ask you. Uh, that I want to discuss with you. Not too long, but probably, um, yeah, let's talk a bit about it. It's like we are five years now into virtual reality, starting like, well, let's say 2016, right? And I simply want to ask you, 
What do you think about how far we've gotten now from the first, like let's say the Rift um, CV1 and the, the HTC Vive to what we have right now to the Quest 2 and the Valve Index and all these headsets. Are you satisfied with the evolution of VR in these five years? Anthony. Well, so here's the thing. So tomorrow is the five-year anniversary. Tomorrow is the five-year birthday of the Oculus Rift. It came out on March 28th, 2016. So we are literally five years after the birth of like legit consumer VR that happened in this second wave. Um, and one of the things I like to think about is like put myself back into that 2016 person and what I thought we would have now. And it's like, did we achieve what I thought we have? Are we farther? Is it better? And I, I see both good and bad. Like, I feel like from the hardware standpoint, I think we've come both farther than we thought, than I thought we've come. But in other ways, we haven't gone as far as I thought we'd have gone. On the software side, I got to admit, I am a bit disappointed because here we are five years later, Red Dead Redemption, man, Bioshock, Grand Theft Auto, you know, where are these games, right? And I mean, we did, we got Fallout 4 VR, we got Skyrim VR, we, we've had, a, and, and you know, Half-Life Alex, of course, um, we, we've had some big, big bangers, but like, I still feel like the AAA VR games, like I remember in 2016, when I was first jumping into this, I thought by now, five years later, like I thought I was like the early adopter guy. And then five years later, everybody's going to be in VR. And that hasn't really happened yet. I'm that early adopter guy, but not everybody's in VR yet. Like you still go to some of these other places, NeoGAF, where there's like a lot of flat gamers and they're still not convinced about VR. Um, and I think part of it is we don't have enough of these huge monster AAA VR games that are truly built from the, like even the ones that we got, like Fallout 4 VR, Skyrim VR, they weren't really built for VR. You know, the VR was hand, hand, um, added on later. So it's a mixture of good and bad, but I think mostly um, we're in a good spot. At least we're not dead. Hey, there's that. We're not dead. <laughs> VR has survived, you know, and it and it seems like no, you're right. VR. You're right. Well, no, it could have been a disaster. Like it could have been really bad. Like we had some. Remember when the uh, CCP Games guys dropped right, out of VR right. and they're like, you know, we dropped out of VR. Like there was some really bad stuff. So the good news is like it's pretty obvious that VR is going to be around for another four or five years, regardless of what ultimately ends up happening. And that's great that we've got this continue, you know, it, it's going to keep moving forward. So that's good. Right. What about um, Skiva? What do you think? So this is uh, like Anthony, there are things that I'm su really surprised about and things that I thought would have been better, but here's, but, but there's some caveats in this whole thing, right? So not in a million years, when I got my Rift, did I think that there would be a standalone headset that I didn't need a computer for? I would have bet against that a million times. I, 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 no way I would have thought that would have happened. So the fact now that we have a Quest 2 with, with you know, almost 4K screens and just in, in the sickest chipset available for mobile and all this stuff. And XR2. it's, it's just, well, <laughs> Hand tracking. Right. right. Yeah, right, right. right. And you can hit your I, I headset and see the real world just like yeah. that. That's pretty sweet. I wouldn't have thought we would have been there. But on the other side, 
I thought maybe we would have more of those AAA games um, to draw the crowd in because that's what it is. People want the AAA games. People want the games they're used to. Just like anything in life, people don't want to change. They want to be drawn in by the things they already know. So when GTA comes, when all of these other games, Red Dead Redemption, that's going to be that's going to be absolutely huge. On the other hand, I feel like we were about to get this massive boom, and we were robbed of that by the coronavirus. Um, Half-Life and the Index were coming out and the Quest really, like right when the coronavirus was starting up. At that point, we had every headset sold out because they couldn't manufacture the hardware because everyone was sick. Mm, so, you know, one. to this day, you still can't go and just buy an Index and have it show up in a couple days. Like they're still out of stock. Like th this, we kind of got robbed out of a lot of the adoption that we should have had. Right. But then you can flip that yet again and yeah, say the pandemic helped in a way too. Yeah. Right. It helped right. in a way too because now people see an actual real life use case for VR where like I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I didn't really get the social effects of the pandemic that most people did. I didn't get feel lonely and depressed because Every day I was standing there in front of somebody in VR, looking at them in the eyes, talking to them, being social. And I think a lot of people are understanding that now. One, one of the big problems with VR is you can't put it on a television ad and show, show what it's like, right? And that's one of the things that we know. You have to try it. And every single person that I bring in here and I show them VR usually goes and buys a Quest. Right. I mean, before it was like, oh, I got to buy a gaming PC. I don't want to spend two, three thousand dollars on a computer, too. I'm going to wait until it's all in one. I'm like, yeah, it's never going to be all in one. But it is. <laughs> it's bucks. That's right. Uh, yeah, one right? box. So easy. Made it, right. I mean, that's too bad. But at the other, you know, so there's there's pros and cons all over the place here. I, I really thought we would have been further. But who would have thought there would have been this pandemic? Like, there's just there's just so much. Um yeah, I mean, I'm overall, I'm pretty happy with the state of the technology right now. I wish there were more competitors that weren't um, trying to um, sell our souls to make this stuff yeah. affordable. But at that the same time, point, and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. Yeah. And how about Alex? How about you? What do you think uh, about the state of VR and how we've progressed in the last five years? Um, well, in 2017, I think is when I like kind of started to like really start to pay attention to VR a little bit. And I didn't like really get involved until the next year after that. But I remember in 2017 seeing, um, I think Mark Zuckerberg actually was sharing some videos, like showing some social VR happening and like how people like could like feel the presence of like sitting there next to each other. And like, I was able to wrap my head around that. And I remember like I was on a car ride with someone like explaining to them what virtual reality is going to be like, you know? And I was like, like, you're going to be able to sit there. And it's going to feel like you're across the table from someone and holy shit, you know, like, do you realize this? So like just thinking about it, I was like really, really stoked. And once I, of course I got to try it, my mind was blown. And like, I think the thing that surprises me the most about the state of VR is how comfortable and like normalized it is for me at this point point, you know, like going into a VR application, you know, for, at, at this point with all my experience, it doesn't exactly melt my brain like it did the first day, you know, but it is still as powerful and as profound as it was, if not more than when I first tried it. Um, in 2018, when I was hanging out with the Arvory folks at, in VR, at VRLA, um, they were talking about the Santa Cruz, you know, which of course was the code name for the quest before it came out. And they were like, dude, 
this fucking Santa Cruz is going to revolutionize like everything. Like, can you imagine just being able to play VR like right here? And in these few short years that I've been involved, we've seen it come. We've seen the quest Two happen. We've seen all kinds of social applications get easier to use. And we've seen beat saber get multiplayer and all of this stuff. And like, I personally am like loving it. I'm loving the ride. I think things are awesome. I think it's progressing at a pretty good rate. I mean, do you want another quest to come out tomorrow? You know, like, yeah. It's happening fast. So I personally am super stoked. I feel frankly lucky to be alive to see all of this shit and lucky to be a part of this incredible, amazing community and incredible, amazing technology. Oh my goodness. This is basically the best thing to end the show. What you said there, this community is amazing. And for me, the same with you guys, you have just said everything I wanted to say as well. I think we are in a good spot here and it's just such a blessing for me that I can be part of this community, that we can all enjoy this together, right? The, all the steps from the very beginning until now, it has been a fantastic ride. We have seen everything. And uh, I believe that the next five years are going to be just as exciting. And we are in the next five years going to get to that mainstream. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen way more than the first five years so, yeah, companies like Apple are going to make it more mainstream and there's going to be more competition. PlayStation VR 2 and all the things, yeah. I am also still, still that believer in virtual reality that I've always been, still as passionate and just say I'm, I'm so glad that we have this community that, yeah, we have everything going on that we've been going on and it's a pleasure that we can be in this ride together. So I want to say thank you to the Between Realities um, host here, Alex and Skiva, thank you so much for being on this show. This has been an amazing show. Yeah, it felt so great, just right. Just, awesome, just amazing, really, just amazing. I had a blast. So, so it was a blast, and I want to say to everyone, to really every single person who's watching this live right now and who's listening later, please do check out the Between Realities podcast. If you want more from Alex and Skiva, these guys are great, super passionate. They have an amazing podcast where they have a, a guest like every single time, and you really get to know the people from the industry, not just about the news, really about the people who join that and who makes up the, the community and the industry. So do check out the Between Realities podcast. It is fantastic. So again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Thanks. dude. Sebastian, you are the fucking man. You are a legend. <laughs> Keep crushing it. Thank you so much for having us, dude. And oh, man, uh, crushing you know, it together here. Growing together, really that's are. the point. Let's grow together. This is simply amazing. So for all of you who enjoy this podcast, please, again, do write... Um, a review for the Next Dimension podcast and for the Between Realities podcast. So simply get out your iPhone, get out your iPad, open the podcast app, and yeah, find these two podcasts and give us a five-star review. They would really help us out so more people can get inspired by our passion for VR, and that's what we're here to do. So please do that. Other than that, give this video a thumbs up if you're still watching it live right now or if you're watching it later. And... That's it for the show. Thank you so much for watching or listening to it. And we're looking forward to see and hear you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Later.